since the uh, Facebook kind of data breach thing, I have noticed a well, that came to light. I guess I I have noticed a weird number of I'm guessing like targeted ads at me that are for like, the on the go alcoholic. What? I I'm not sure what's been going on, but like my YouTube and some other stuff has now been like actively pushing like ads for services that are like for buying shit or whatever. But the stuff they're demoing as like things you can buy through them are like a br- or like a bracelet that holds like four shots of hard liquor or something. Which just I'm like, I've never seen this before. I never wanted to see this before. And, and like this is popping up way too much. It's like there's only one bracelet pushed on me constantly. And I googled like shit looking bracelet to get hammered off of. But like it's like sneak it into a concert. Or anything else, or work, and I'm like, wow, we've we've turned a corner in a weird way. But it's just been fucking everywhere. I'm like, am I an alcoholic on the go? I haven't had alcohol in like months. <laughs> is the internet telling me to drink more? Is it like saying like, oh, this is the problem? If it was more convenient, you'd be tanked all the time, brah. But yeah, it corresponds almost exactly with. The Facebook data breach stuff coming to light, where something it's like, bam, booze on the go. Hmm. That's that's scary. That this is a thing. Like this is this is a thing people do. Want to smuggle a, a handle into a music venue? Get this pregnancy pouch. It makes you look like you're pregnant, but you're actually pregnant with tequila. Oh God. Oh. I, this this world has reached a point where we we just need a plague because that's a that's a product we sell. Hey, I know uh, drinking is a thing, and we know you can't wait to get your fix. Let's go ahead and give it to you on the go. Daddy needs to get topped off at Disneyland, but I don't want to make it obvious because then your mom's going to get upset. So I'm going to hide it in a fucking douchey-looking bracelet, I bet. Yeah. Oh. And so here's the worst part about the bracelet. I think I've seen them in the wild. Like I, Upon (laughs) seeing that, I'm like, I think I've seen that once or twice now in like an office environment or something. Oh God! Oh, really? You actually the fact that you see it up in the in the uh, in the wild is intriguing. Yeah. What the fuck? Why? 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 Why is this a thing allowed to be marketed? Like this is like this is the same thing as like, hey, you don't market cigarettes to kids. You don't market. Hidden alcohol on the go. Like, what happened to just flasks? Like, that was the thing. Everyone kind of accepted flasks for flasks. We were fine. But now you've got, like, hidden jewelry and bracelets and this and that. Like, uh, I, I, every time I hear more and more about the stuff that we're inventing, I feel like we really are going to be responsible for our own demise. Oh, we, all, gonna, we totally are. We're not going to get wiped out by a meteor or Planet X or any other crazy shit I hear about. We're going to literally just, we're going to wipe ourselves out. And it's going to be something stupid. It's literally gonna be the biggest hold my beer moment in our li- in, in our lives as a civilization. You mean hold my bracelet. Yeah. <laughs> oh no, hold <laughs> my bracelet. I'm ar- I already feel drained of humanity, like and like just just shocked because we've reached a new level of insanity. So I think I'm ready now. I think it's ready to have a tailor of a podcast. I've had the life sucked out of me in this situation. You're finally ready to be a co-host. <laughs> I think I finally reached that point where I'm ready to co-host full time. You, the, the power transfer is complete. <laughs> I am I am now devoid of 
of of my life. All that was <laughs> happiness in me has been stripped aside by this podcast. I see humanity for what it is, terrible and mewling upon the rocks, demanding sustenance and giving nothing back as the waves crash around it, threatening to sweep it out to the sea and drowning it, yet not quite reaching in. Soon the tide will come, soon. But for now it lays there pitiful as the gulls circle above. Yeah, or I'm kind of depressed about the My version's better! Hello and welcome to the Wicked Awesome Cast, episode 101. We did it, boys. We broke the threshold of 100. And now we're continuing this train wreck because this train has no stops, baby. And of course, I am Alex. How could it be a train wreck but also can't stop? It's like the monorail on The Simpsons. It's just completely bad to start, but they can't stop it. Ah. So I'm going to go with that one. So thank you. I'll allow it. Thank you for the Simpsons reference. <laughs> or for Simpsons for allowing me to use that reference. Uh, please don't sue. So yeah, I am Alex, a.k.a. Mave Online, uh, a.k.a. The Chapstick Man. I think that's the thing that's kind of stuck now. Please don't. Let's, uh, let's, have, let's let that one die. No. No. In honor of Jeff, that joke can never die. Or in honor Chapstick of Jeff, Man. we bury it in the backyard. <laughs> yes, I am Alex, Mave Online. I am uh, joined today here with uh, Charlie, a.k.a. Mordak. Yo. We don't have any cool nicknames because that job uh, was officially cut off from our budget. Yeah, that's Jeff's Jeff, thing. That's Jeff's thing, and due to budget cuts, Jeff can't be with us anymore. We'll have um, to find some new bits. Yeah, we got to find something new and something that we can own because Jeff, uh, in the lawsuit that we had with Jeff, that's part of the things we lost as far as bits and uh, jokes we can do on the podcast. So We had a lawsuit? Yeah, no, um, it was a very... For those of you guys, you know what? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to put it all out there. For those of you who don't know, uh, there is a big falling out with Jeff, and he decided there to was? and take all the bits that he had as part of the podcast. Um, I think he was upset that I kept saying he went down to the Shadow Realm, and he just had his limit. He was tired of me constantly harassing him with references to Stranger Things, so he finally lost it, and so uh, we had a big old lawsuit. It was really, really bad, and he was nice enough to come down for episode 100, but... Uh, he did sue us, and as part of the kind of the whole details with the lawsuit, he took all the bits that he is known for doing. So, see, I assume this is more kind of like the time the uh, Undertaker kind of retired. They like put him in a coffin for three months or whatever and buried him. Uh, that's that's what I assume we did. Oh no, I wanted to give people the illusion that he was. I'm trying to build up like a WWE style story where. So am like, I. Coffin way more WWE. Just saying. That's, that's true. He sued us from beyond the grave. Let's combine He both. sued us from inside the coffin. That's why we buried the coffin. Yeah. So there's a whole thing pending right now. Um, and so it's going to be difficult to call him to the witness stand because he is buried in a coffin somewhere uh, on the East Coast. So if you run into Jeff somewhere, say hi and let him know that we're waiting to hear back from regarding the deposition. This so. is a very weird podcast intro. <laughs> Even by our standards. like You, you see what when Jeff leaves, it just falls apart, man. Does it? Because we've definitely done podcasts without him. Like, I don't know how this happened. No, but the idea that he was coming back was always there. The lie. Now he's not. And this is my company mechanism, Charlie. Suck it up, Buttercup. <laughs> All 
right. Well, I guess that that when you put it like that, might as well. So yeah, episode one hundred and one. Uh, here Indeed. we are. <laughs> so uh, yeah, let's uh, let's go a little bit, I guess, into uh, what our week was like. Uh, Charlie, if you want to go first, I'll go ahead and cover the second one. Sure, I'm not used to you running the pace of things. This is weird. I right? see your promotion's already gone to your head to not minion status. I am sitting on a throne, and by throne I mean I took a cardboard box and added the throne uh, backdrop. To Crown the Royale box, got it, got it. Yes, so I've got that going for me right now. Uh, so yeah, as you may have noticed, there uh, there was no podcast last week, so you're kind of getting two weeks worth of stuff. Uh, there was no podcast last week, though, because I went back east to see my family for... A hol- for a Jewish holiday called Passover, which is, in its own bizarre way, the most metal of the Jewish holidays. Mm. But, yeah, I, mostly I went home to go through my storage locker and hunt for stuff and all that jazz, but I reentry was rough, and I'm not going to tell you a story, and I really wish none of this story was true. So I totally forgot that PAX happened the weekend I was back in the Boston area, and did not go, but I was flying back on a plane full of PAX attendees. And I don't want to speak for the majority of the attendees of the PAX Expo, of the PAX East Expo, but the people on this plane, I- I'd have sacrificed my life to have taken all of them out, I think. It was a bad group. Yeah. Hmm. I'm not going to argue with you. On that well, because so, uh, I've been in public transportation with some like the extremes, I guess, on the nerdy side, which is, by the way, totally cool if you want to do your thing, but like there are certain levels of cringe. So let me paint you a tale. So we get to the airport to get on our plane, and I, I, I'm looking around like lines are fucked up at security. Like it's ta- like I'm like it's Sunday, which means it shouldn't be great, but like. This is nuts. Like they are sending almost every goddamn bag back for additional screening, and I'm looking around. And kind of, I jokingly go, "Man, there's a lot more nerd in this line than normal." And then I like I look over, and someone's wearing a Pax East badge. I'm like, "Oh shit, it was Pax this weekend. That makes sense." And then I go, "Oh no, it was Pax East this weekend." Round a corner and see what's going on at security check, which is that they have fucking signs everywhere saying. If it's an electronic bigger than a cell phone, it has to come out of a bag. And, like, I shit you not, directly below one of these signs is a person, like, up in a TSA agent's face being like, I don't get why I have to take my PS4 out of a backpack. And they're like, it's policy if it's bigger than a cell phone has to come out. Yeah, but why do I have to unpack my PS4 from my backpack? It's electronic and bigger than a cell phone. Yeah, but why? And, like, it was that fucking left and right. It was just people that obviously, like, I'm a very experienced plane traveler. This was a group of people that have traveled, like, maybe ten times on an airplane being, like, like, wearing, like, goth shoes that lace all the way up to their fucking knees, trying to undo that to get through security checks. Like, I saw a woman being like, oh, shit, I gotta take off all this jewelry I'm wearing. And I'm like, why was that not in your backpack? You could have... Took her five fucking minutes to clear, like, the the metal detector thing. Because it was just like, oh, shit, gotta take this earring out. Because it's the size of a fucking hubcap. (laughs) And again, like, nothing against them, but it was like, oh, fuck me. And so we get through security, and I'm looking around, like, everyone's trying to scam the system where it's like, 
I'm like, there are way too many bags for carry-on right now. I'm like, I, again, I've traveled a lot. I know what the rules for carry-on are right now. So I get, I like, flash forward a couple hours. We're at, we're at the gate trying to get on. And some guy is, again, like, fucking fighting with the people trying to let him on the plane, being like, well, my four bags only add up to the size of two normal bags. Sir, you can only take two bags on the plane. But they're small bags. Doesn't matter. Rules are rules. Like, you get two and I'm looking at this going, like, these are not big bags. You could fucking buy a duffel bag and put, like, them inside of each other. Like, it looked like you could have roped these bags together. But no, this fucker's, like, standing there holding, like, four lunchbox-ass things. And it's my my brain is just fucking breaking as part of this. It's like, what is going on? So and then I'm, I'm trying to get on the plane, and this guy wants to cut in front of me. And I'm like, fucking no. He's like, well, I need to be on the plane right now. And I'm like, what's your boarding group? And he goes, oh, it's, I'm like, it's same as mine, getting the fucking back of the line. And he looks at me and goes, do you know who I am? <laughs> and it's oh, at this, the best one. And it's at this point, I straighten my back, look down, like, I, I, I look down at him and go, I don't know who you are, but I know I got six inches on you height wise, probably at least 100 pounds, and I'm not afraid to get arrested in the airport for beating you into the ground. <laughs> And he goes, oh, it's not done yet. He goes, well, my two million subscribe, my two million Twitter followers were here about that. And I'm like, you're really gonna tell two million people you got your ass beat at an airport because you were a pushy son of a bitch that thought you were special for having Twitter followers? <laughs> oh, yes. Oh, we're not done yet. Oh, yes. So Please. I get on the plane, and again, like people are just being shitty, like. If we had problems going down to that area where people were like put all their sweatshirts in an overhead compartment so like it's a full plan they're being like I don't get why it's like I don't want this bag under my seat you can only have one bag then but I want access then put one under your fucking seat but I don't want it there and so we wind up next to a guy who like he sits down and me and my girlfriend uh, they're sitting next to him and he looks rough <laughs> like hungover food poisoning Still kind of drunk, gonna throw up at some point in the next hour. Rough. Oh, jeez. And he's fucking wearing an esports jersey. And so, again, like, this is after I've walked past, like, nine or ten people being, like, shitty to flight attendants, being like, don't make me complain to Twitter to all my followers. And, like, two people, like, who I do not recognize, but I assume are, like, influencers air quotation like pitching at each other like I i'm already in a bad mood and this guy's like oh i'm gonna have to be getting up a bunch and i'm like then fucking trade seats with me so i can have the window oh, i really need the window if you're gonna be getting up a bunch like be on the aisle no i don't want that okay fine whatever mm -hmm. try to make like, oh you read packs i'm guessing oh yeah blah 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 blah. do you want me to sign anything for you no i don't i don't care who you are well, you should. I'm in, the, I'm in the Super Smash Brothers League. Melee or the current one? Melee. Fuck you. <laughs> Please and, tell me you told him fuck you. Yes. <laughs> oh, this is Christmas. Come early right now with the story. Please go on, sir. So we get in the air, and this guy is fucking losing his shit. Like, Fear of flying, I don't know. And he keeps getting, he keeps looking like he's getting worse. Like, he's, like, sweating and shit. And, like, we, we're, like, ten minutes into the flight, we're off the ground. And he's, like, 
and you go to the bathroom, and I'm like, um, no, because seatbelt sign is on, and I've been yelled at by an air marshal before for breaking that rule. I'm not fucking doing it. It is at this point that fucking some pax-ass motherfuckers start doing, like, like, sprinting laps up and down the fucking, like, aisle of the plane. He's like, I need to get up, and I'm like, again... I've been tackled by a, by a um, air, by an air marshal not getting up. They're up. I don't give a fuck what they're doing, dude. Well, could you do it for me? You're just a person as far as I'm concerned. I do not care that you're sponsored and play a video game. <laughs> Let alone a game that's seen I actively detest. But so eventually we level off. He gets up and he's like fucking gone for an hour. Holy shit. Yeah, like, and, and I'm looking around, like, did he fucking die on this plane or something? But then, like, eventually he comes back, like, looking a little less, hey, I'm gonna throw up over, like, the next four seats, and proceeds to just fucking start pounding Heineken. Like, not free Heineken either, like, $7 a can Heineken. I, I stopped keeping track at, like, six. Holy shit. What the fuck? Yeah. And he keeps fucking having to get up, because, like, we hit a thing of turbulence, he starts looking like shit again. I'm like, maybe you should stop drinking on this flight. Don't tell me what to do. You keep having to get up, because you don't make good choices. I'm going to get pissed eventually. And, and like, this has got to be, like, the swampiest, hottest plane I have ever fucking been on. It reeks of con funk. Like... Uh, it's it is a terrible plan let alone this guy is like fucking like getting up every half hour to i assume go throw up in the bathroom because like he smells like puke halfway through oh god oh it's we're not done yet so uh, directly behind me there is a couple with a kid and the kid is on his ipad watching something no headphones like full fucking volume and it's in Korean, and like every single time I turn on, being like, "Hey, can you put your, can you put some headphones in for the kid?" They don't speak English. Eventually, a flight attendant goes over and says, "Like, hey, um, can you please put some headphones in for your kid to listen to that?" Dude has a fucking Texan accent. Perfect <laughs> fucking English. Oh, what in the fuck? Yeah, I it. It was not a great flight. I like we we got back to L.A. and like, eh, eh. oh, I, I'm like I'm so happy to be here. I wanted that plane to crash so bad because like, oh, just walking down the hall on uh, the aisle of that plane, you heard just like stuff, and it's like on one hand, it's like yes, I wish I had a half million subscribers on YouTube. On the other hand. Don't fucking hit on a flight attendant being like, did you know who I am? I have a half million subscribers on YouTube. Like, this is shit I saw. And it was disgusting. Like, it was like, no, no, abide by the hellish rules of flight, you fuckers. No one wants to be here. Please don't make this worse for everyone else on the plane. Please don't. God, this is... This is painful to fucking listen to. It was... I... Like, I, I, I'm typically an advocate for, like, the gaming community isn't shit. But, like, on this plane, I'm like, the gaming industry is shit. We are terrible people. You've hit some top-tier shit itself. Yeah, I'm like, no, 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 this is this is bad. Like, 
yeah, video games are bad for you now, apparently. Like, but yes, it's if this is the part of groups I'm into, I'm not sure I want to be in this group anymore. That's so bizarre, dude. Because, like, okay, so I just came back from, obviously, you know, Extra Life United. And I had a bunch of United people on my flight as well. And it was nowhere near the level of bad that I, you're describing. So I, I would go so far as to say, like, a... The attendance of PAX versus Extra Life are not even comparable. And B, you're starting off with Extra Life with the basis of these people do charity shit. Mmm, true. And, and, like, not to bash the Extra Life community, but, like, it's not, like, the majority of people in it aren't making money exclusively off YouTube or Twitch or, like, whatever streaming service. Like, they're not sponsored esports people. They're not, like, some are, don't get me wrong, but, like, it's not, like, you're not dealing with like top level streamers typically as part of that community. There's they're in there, don't get me wrong, but like it's not the focal point of it. Like PAX is again, like it's it started off as a fan convention kind of reaction to E3, and it's kept that kind of like influencer fan style thing going. Not in a bad way. Like I love the stuff that Giant Bomb does every year at it, but it <clears throat> What I like about E3 is what I dislike about PAX, which is it encourages, like, it, it brings people like me and you who will go from the SWS standpoint and not be fan of video game standpoint necessarily to show up. Mm. Okay. Yeah. I, <clears throat> I'm not going to trash fan conventions, but, like, that's what PAX is. It's the biggest and most successful one, but it... Like, we were getting people that had to spend all their time at PAX because whatever reason, and they were now on a plane being like, yes, I've been important the last couple days. Oh, God, I'm not important anymore, and I'm having a hard time shifting that mode. God, yeah. that just, it hurts to fucking hear that. Yeah, I, I, like, I, I think it's one of those ones where it's like all the shitty stories you hear about TwitchCon every couple years, this was that in a plane. Oh, I'm so sorry. Yeah, shit hand. I, I it was. <laughs> I can thin. now see why you were like, I, you know, what? don't, don't. We're we're good with the podcast this week. I totally oh, we it. we had most of a podcast recorded. I'm like, I'm gonna fucking land. I'm gonna go home, bang out this podcast. I got home, I need to go take a shower and kill myself. <laughs> oh man, dude, I had no fucking clue. I'm so glad you didn't tell me until now because this, oh. That flight was so bad. I'm like, maybe a hundred episodes is enough for a podcast. Like, do we really want to keep contributing to this hellscape? Apparently, like, man, like me on Wednesday was like, maybe we should just stop SWS altogether. Like, I don't want to be part of that. I think, and now I'm fine. But yeah, by any chance, do you know the name of the guy who tried to cut you in line? I the guy tried to cut me in line. I do not know. I I'm sure if I saw a photo of him, I'd recognize him. But like again, like. The other weirdness of this is that, like, man, fucking Twitch streamers and YouTube people and fucking look the same, kind of, for the most part. They have a look. <laughs> and I am about six inches to a foot taller than most of them. Oh, man. That is fucking... Oh, yeah, no. And I, don't get me wrong, I talked to some nice people waiting for the plane, like, don't get me wrong, but at the same time, like, it was mostly assholes being, like, well, these bags add up to the size of one bag, or like, will there be a plane with ability for me to hook my PS4 up to a plane on a TV on the plane? 
Are these people completely fucking sheltered I, from the real world? Do they not know how I, fucking airplanes work? I don't or, know, brah. Holy fucking shit. By the way, if for whatever reason that the dude that you're referencing is somehow comes across this podcast and we find out who you are, can I just say you're a shit human being and fuck you. Like, oh, god damn these people, man. Yeah. Yeah. I bet that guy knows the realist Kevin Smith XX or whatever his name Who is. Who knows? I, I, <laughs> uh, it, it was just one of those ones where I'm like, I've, it's like, I still want to go to PAX, but I'm like, I don't want to be on a plane the day PAX ends, I don't think. Yeah. I don't want to do that again. That was oh. miserable. I am so sorry. Yeah, but in happier news, I guess, I... I opened Destiny 2 on my PS4. Really? Yeah, there's some new the new expansions coming. I was finally curious about what that like speed up thing was like and I having spent some time away from Destiny 2, I can officially say I now know what my biggest issue with that game is. Mm-hmm. Uh it's Destiny 1 had a almost like for what that game was had an almost perfect weapon system where it was like shotgun sniper rifles fusion rifles and I guess like the sidearms eventually for secondaries man that was such a better system than like oh you have two primaries and all the fun stuff is locked away in your heavy slot like I could forgive so much in that game if I could just do shotguns more and like even PVE and the fact they're relegated to heavy just sucks. Ah. Like, some of my favorite weapons in Destiny 1 are shotgun weapons. And the fact that they, like, found a way to, like, like relegate that stuff to a system where I'm like, I'm just not going to engage with this because ammo in this game has always been fucked. Uh, it's, it's really sad that, like, the, the I, I could forgive so much of that game if I found the weapon system fun still. Uh-huh. And it's just not. Yeah. Yeah, Destiny 2 has really dropped the fucking ball. Yeah, <laughs> and I like I I was curious. Like enough time had passed. I'm like, maybe I'm remembering it like more disappointing than it actually was. I'm like, nah, this is lackluster. Yeah. Yeah. Nah, uh, we talked about last week, so I want to rehash it some this week. Uh I did see Ready Player One since we last put up an episode. That was two weeks ago. Uh, my bile on that has subsided some, but I, I <laughs> that, that movie is weird. I don't think it's a good movie, but it's better than the books are because like the books have some real fucking problems. Like that that fucking movie should have been a TV show or a miniseries because it felt rushed and kind of bad as a result of that. Like and. and at the same time, like the the world of that of that thing is way better than the story it was telling. Mm. If you haven't read the book, you might enjoy the movie. If you've read the book, don't fucking bother seeing the movie unless you're really curious. Like it's it's got some really dumb problems where it's like, oh, we're like the character has the rocket launcher from fucking Halo. That's cool, right? Right. Mm. What if it's not? We're saying right, so it has to be. <laughs> right? Yeah. That's kind of what the entire movie felt like. Where it's like, look at all these references. Yeah, none of these references are good. Hmm. 
But like fucking Goro shows up at one point. I'm like, yeah, fucking Goro. That's cool. And they did something cool. I'm like, okay, like, when that movie's cool, it's cool. When that movie's the rest of the movie, it's the rest of that movie. Mm. Yeah. I. Yeah. Probably the biggest thing, though, is I bought a drone. What? Well, you have a house now, so you can kind of yeah. just, like, fuck around with the drone, I guess. Yeah. That kind of works, I guess. <laughs> yeah. I I bought a racing drone, technically. Of course you bought a racing Well, there's a Canyon Racing League up where I live now. What? Yeah, drone racing. That's a thing? You don't know about ro- drone racing? No! I, it's big in, like, the Middle East and shit like that. Oh. It's kind of cool. It's, I, uh... The difference between a racing drone and a non-racing drone is that A, the racing drones are typically a fuck-ton cheaper, and they have uh, they have a static camera mounted to the front. They're not about that kind of like panning look. I may upgrade to one of those, but because racing drones are cheap, if I uh-huh. like crash this thing into someone's car or into like their roof and don't want to go get it, uh-huh. I won't feel bad walking away from it. I, it's, it's fun. I will have more on that later, probably, as I spend more time with it. Like, I I revved it up and flew it around my yard a little bit and scared my neighbors, and they called the cops on me because they had no idea what the fuck was going on. But, yeah, I own a drone now. That's kind of cool. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's it's neat owning a drone. I, I bet it is. That's actually kind of cool. Yeah. Huh. So have you actually flown it out yet? Like- I've flown it around my yard. I've not flown it in distance. Like, it can do, I think it's, like, up to, like, 300 yards or something. But I don't know off the top of my head. That's kind of cool. Though. I have not flown it out of eyesight yet. It's probably the biggest qualifier. It's still been like, I can keep an eye on it. The goal is to get it out of eyesight soon so I can have more fun with it. Oh, okay. Yeah. I, it's weird. I own, I, I own like a real hobbyist style like remote control for it now too, which I think I swore at one point being like, I'll never own this. And now I totally do. You you tend to buy a lot of hobby stuff. I enjoy my hobbies. And there's nothing wrong with that. Yeah. But I'm not surprised this is just the natural escalation of another hobby purchase. Next, we're going to attach a knife to the drone. So you're going to make a flying, like, unicorn stab weapon thing going on now? I was going to say a hovering assassin, robot, but yeah, I love the idea of a flying unicorn assassin uh, drone. See, I also expect you to get one. I don't know if you've seen that video. It was a long time ago I saw it, but somebody got a drone and they attached like this scary looking ghost thing to it. Yeah. And they chase people around at the park with it. My drone is not big enough to do that. Oh, okay. I got a small, cheap drone. Not like the tiny, like you could swallow it size ones, but like it kind of looks like a like made by like Hasbro thing, but it's not. Okay. Like it's the size of well, a frisbee. You could attach a ps4 to it and then when you go to the airport yell at tsa about why you have to take your drone ps4 out of your backpack yeah i yeah (laughs) i guess to rewind to that to a little bit like i still had i had my recording equipment in my bag and it's kind of the size of a uh cell phone but a little bit bigger and like they come up on the scans and they go what is this uh it's a microphone interface just fucking go we don't care today i'm like cool you knew exactly what the problem was. I'm like, yep. <laughs> be on your way, sir. You do not seem shitty like the rest of them. But yeah. What have you been up to? Well, Charlie, an attack on my life has taken place this past week. Go on. There was a jailbreak in this household. Ooh, which one? The Tegu. One uh, that's less of an attempt on your life. 
No, man. We got home, and it was already out of the cage, in the bedroom. All I could assume was it was ready to strike and kill me. Don't you have two Tegus? Yes, one of them stayed inside. Okay, that so one's a coward. One. Got it. Yes, one was a coward, Tegu. The other one was plotting to finally kill me, man. It's finally happened. I gotta An talk to this Tegu. An attempt on my life has taken place, Charlie. Why are you not as upset as I am? Because it didn't succeed. <laughs> well, fair enough. Um, well, yeah, no, so I guess just to kind of add on to this. Uh, so one of the Tegus ended up clawing through I, the plastic window. On jokes the aside, how dangerous are Tegus, actually? Not very. Okay, yeah, that's why I thought. I'm like, I, I'd be like, oh, shit, if like the the snake was on like your ceiling fan or like the spider was like on your pillow being like, hey, hey, Alex, lie down here. Let me caress your face to death. Yeah. No, no. But I will be concerned because in the description of a tegu, it says Argentine tegus have an unusually high intelligence. I don't know if it's Argentine, but I'm just going to assume this thing was out to fucking kill me. Um, but in reality, it kind of just wanted to linger around the room for a bit. But it was funny because we get home. We our thing is like if the dogs are outside and we're coming home, we just kind of open the uh, the door and let them run in. So yeah. the dogs ran into the bedroom and immediately started like barking. They're like, "Well, what the heck's going on?" And then we realize, "Oh, the tegu is out." So Mandy rushes in because the tegu literally is running for its life because the dogs are chasing the tegu around. Yeah. And as a defense mechanism, after Mandy picked it up, the Tegu proceeded to shit in the bedroom. Nice. <laughs> and literally just started spraying liquid shit. So, uh, yeah, and oh, that was, it was rough. But alas, it was actually really easy to clean, and we cleared it out, and it was all fine. But yeah, so now we have we have, we have reinforced the door because it was. The grow tent in the, in our closet has this like plastic looking view with like window where you can look in, and I guess they had finally clawed through that plastic. The actual material, the nylon esque material for the okay. grow tent itself, is better. So we closed the window up with that because it had a flap. So now it is locked back up, plotting its next jailbreak and assassination attempt. As far as I know, does it have a tattoo yet, like a lock on its back or something? No, but one of them actually ripped off part of its tail because uh, it just, it did, I, I don't know what the situation was. My thing, Mandy told me, is the space it was in before we moved it into the bigger spot was too small. Huh. And as a defense mechanism to make sure they have enough space to move, they will rip off parts of their body kind of thing. Do they regrow the tail? Yeah. Okay. No, they, they, they can regrow the tail. Uh, so it literally, as a defense mechanism, was like, fuck this tail and, and cut off part of its tail. That's some, like, Devil Joe-style shit. That's, some, that's pretty fucking metal. But then again, lizards tend to be pretty fucking metal. They are. The they are. So, um, yeah. So one of them got out, and it was cool. And then, like, I guess afterwards, Mandy was, like, declawing it. Cause, well, not declawing it, but, like, cut, trimming its nails. And she's holding it like it's a puppy. I'm like, babe, this is, this is like, this, this thing attempted at my life. Like, try to kill me. She's like, oh, you're fine. And she's just, like, petting it and trimming its nails. And I'm like, I'm the victim here. Why are you not comforting me? So, yeah. Uh, that was... It, it's finally starting to happen, Charlie. I guess the the, the, uh, the the Scorpion mob boss is starting to order his hits. I've been greenlit in the animal world in my own <laughs> house. 
make him sleep with the tegus. Exactly. Uh, but other than that, uh, let's see. We had a fire at work as well, just to kind of add to it, which I'm assuming is only related to the animals in my apartment attempting at my life even further. Was it in the building or next to the building? It was actually next to the building. Okay. Yeah, it wasn't in the building. No, if it was in the building, I'd be a little more panicked. But I also realized that all of my coworkers are completely not prepared for some sort of emergency if it actually happened. All the drills we've done are hot garbage. Oh, yeah, no. never actually proved anything. So, uh, I was at my cubicle, and I started smelling, like, burning smoke or, like, or smoke or, like, burning plastic or something. I'm like, it, it just smelled like something electrical-esque was burning. So, like, what the hell is that smell? And so, my coworker started to smell it, too, and I'm like, okay, uh, that smells like something's burning. There could be a fire in the building. That smells like a b- building fire or some yeah. structure is burning. I'm getting the fuck out. So I, in the next, like, 10, 15 seconds, packed all the shit I needed to take with me if there was a fire. All my coworkers are like, you're really serious? I'm like, does it look like I'm kidding? Like, I will I will leave this building in a heartbeat. I'm on the 12th floor. I have no problem carrying my fat ass down 12 flights if it means not burning to death. So turns out uh, it was a fire in a parking lot next to ours. And the wind just happened to carry it through all of our AC vents. Huh. The smell, anyway. But it was kind of interesting, though, because uh, our theory is that it was a disgruntled Toys R Us employee. Yeah! Because uh, we happened to work right near a Toys R Us that huh. was closing down. So my only assumption is the guy was pissed off, grabbed a bunch of Jerry Giraffe or whatever the mascot is, uh, things, threw him in either a trash can or a vehicle, and proceeded to set it on fire. Hmm. That's my theory. Uh, that's one theory. The other theory, of course, is that the scorpion mob boss that used to live in my house that's now underground uh, is ordering hits in the wild as well. Sent him a message. Yeah. So, apparently, uh, the, the scorpion mob boss is, is good friends with, with, our, with uh, everyone's favorite friend, or everyone's favorite Russian, Nikolai Traxie, So Hello, Nikolai. Hello, scorpion. <laughs> Please, I have business for you, legitimate business, but of course, we are both legitimate businessmen. <laughs> I would not invite you to my house of legitimate business if it was not for legitimate business. You'd like to say legitimate a lot, Nikolai Traxit. Yes, because it's legitimate. I legitimately like to say legit a lot. <laughs> Please, ignore the screaming. We are torturing, I mean extracting information in the next room. Oh. I apologize to all our Russian listeners, all four of you. <laughs> we we love you guys. But yeah, uh, so anyway, that's just real life stuff. As far as video game stuff goes, I think I, I had mentioned recently, but I don't think it ended up because it was part of our podcast that we didn't do. Uh, started playing The Division again. Yeah. And The Division has been a lot of fun. Uh, they added a couple really cool game modes. I don't know if you had a chance to try them. Yeah, I... My only issue with that game, kind of after I stopped playing it, like we we poked fun at it over the years. Don't get me wrong, was that like at at launch it was pretty fucking barren in end game content, and once you hit max level, there wasn't shit to do for a long time. Well, say hello to the Destiny Two problem. Yes, that's why I stopped playing as well. Yeah, but um, no, they seem to have added a couple of different game modes, and the nice thing about the game modes is you don't have to be high level to do them. As far as I know, um, 
like there is this new mode survival which is a really cool mode where you literally start off in just a hazmat suit because you fell out of a helicopter yeah and you have to like craft clothing because when you go outside the temperature drops low that that was the coolest thing they added that i'm like man what if they put a system like that into the rest of the game it'd be annoying at first but that actually sounds kind of fucking cool that'd be a cool twist on an mmo it would be interesting to do that but like really make like fucking cooking at that point important yeah it was very much like a survival-esque kind of simulator So um, I got to play through that mode, which is really cool because you have to you start off somewhere outside of town and you have to work your way into the dark zone, uh, and so it, it's it's pretty cool because like you're crafting gear, you're killing enemies, all the items are already relatively high level that drop or that you can craft. So you literally have to make yourself like a jacket, scarves, hats, pants to keep yourself warm enough that your cold meter doesn't drop and you die and get hypothermia or whatever. And then you also have an infection that you have to keep on check with, like, medicine and uh, antibiotics as you're playing. Because otherwise your life expectancy as you're working your way through the map yeah. drops significantly. So, overall, that game mode is a lot of fun. Yeah. Uh, which was surprising, because, like, it also the enemies weren't bullet sponges like they were before. Which is, but I think, my biggest thing was... Yeah, that was my biggest issue for a long time. Yeah, and they've they've kind of added some stuff to really work around that, especially on the the tier modes and things like that, because then it requires you to really be kind of geared up and and all that. But it's it's been a fun experience. I'm I'm just close to hitting thirty finally. Sure. So I'll start doing some of the tier two end game stuff later on. But the game has been a lot of fun. What are you playing on a uh, PC? Uh, yeah, PC. I got it for free with the Ubisoft stuff. That's gonna say if you're on the PS4, I'd fire up my character, but. Yeah, no, I don't have a PS4, sorry. Although they did announce the Division 2, which might be something to take a look at. Yeah, no, we we will. We, we talked about that in previous podcast episodes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I guess uh, I played with a guy who was pretty high up when he was playing it, and he was like, yeah, the, the, I guess before you know PUBG and Fortnite came out, the Dark Zone was technically this game's Battle Royale. Yeah, it's always been that way. Yeah, which is kind of cool, I guess. Uh, giving it another shot now, but like I said, I'm kind of working my way up and, uh, you know, enjoying the game. So it, it was nice. I know we talked about it in one of our previous podcasts recently. So I figured I'd, I'd give it another shot. And, yeah. and I have to say, I, I, I've kind of been enjoying it. So it's nice to kind of go back to some games that, upon, you know, uh, retrospect, they looked at it. Thought, well, there's some stuff that's definitely lacking. And they definitely made changes to fix it. So And not add more loot boxes as a result of, like, <laughs> hey, this will fix it. A la Destiny 2. Thanks, guys. I don't know what you're implying. <laughs> no. What in the Eververse am I talking about? What in the Eververse are you talking about? <laughs> but yeah. So, um, what else? Oh, leveling up more characters on WoW, because I'm trying to get everything. How many up. characters do you have at this point? Uh, five or six. Oh, I have more than you somehow, huh? Yeah, but I mean, I'm trying to get them all the way up to one. Yeah, like I've got one. I got two at, at level one ten already. I've got two at one o five, and I've got one at a well two at a one hundred. So I've got to finish up those other ones. But I'm realizing, like, because I, I don't know if you saw, but I was playing Warlock for a while. Yeah, and kind of switched over doing that, and then I realized how much I miss playing melee characters because that's what I am naturally better at. So I'm kind of just going through as many of the melee based characters that I I can level. So. My uh, my demon hunter is still already pretty capped out. Working on the windwalker bunk right now. Uh, 
gonna probably do my rogue at some point but yeah i'm realizing that i want to do melee characters just because that's what i feel a lot more comfortable playing bet you're gonna do a shaman that'll be fun yeah just because i want to do enhancement shaman but yeah other than that like that's pretty much kind of been my my thing i'm trying to get caught up with that wow uh prep because like i said the expansion drops in a little bit which we'll talk in a little while about but um yeah it's just trying to get ready for the expansion because we're now in a dry spell of content until new x-pack hits so yeah it's just the cycle and the nature of the beast yeah other than that that's pretty much been oh you know i'm I, i'm alive to do the podcast <laughs> this week so yeah that works <laughs> well if we're done with that i suppose it's now time for news. The news. And we have a ton of news this week because we have two weeks of news to go through. Um, I've pruned it some since last we recorded in a long stage, Alex, but I guess we'll start off with kind of the one I found most saddening or entertaining from the last two weeks. Uh, Kevin Pereira's involved in a uh, Twitch bot scandal. Uh, Kevin Pereira of G4 Attack of the Show fame, now of just Attack. Uh, it's it's weird because his rationale for doing it is respectable to a certain extent. Like, it's a very deliberate, I did this because people have jobs and we weren't making the numbers. We need the numbers to pay them kind of for their jobs, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, mm-hmm. But at the same time, like, it's, I, I don't know. Like, as someone who's thought about, like, every once in a while being like, what if we just did this to get into kind of the better viewed algorithms? I don't know. Like, it's... It does speak to a discovery show. Like, first off, I had no idea even Kevin Pereira was doing a Twitch show. I didn't either. Yeah. I'm a little surprised myself, to be honest. Yeah. I. Yeah. So you're more involved in like the streaming community than I am and would care more about this type of stuff. I. What's your take on this? Like, On one hand, I'm like, eh, it's, it's shitty because it's cheating. At the other time, it's a, eh, I get it. It's a tactic. It's wrong, but... So, my take on it is, like, there are a lot of people who've been in trouble for doing this kind of stuff before. Sure. In terms of doing that. It's wrong. It's shitty that some people have to do this to do it. Like, it, it, it but it's a struggle. Like, it's the thing is, when you're struggling to get the views and to really get your content out there, you know, it's just the next level. I guess it's just another layer on top of paying for ad space. Yeah. Kind of stuff, almost in a way. But it just, you're... You're, you're paying for people to kind of see you and get that exposure. But, I mean, I respect it in a sense that, like, yeah, you're willing to go where you need to to kind of help your your business succeed. The, on the other side, though, this is specifically mentioned in the terms of service. Uh, I believe it, yeah, uh, correct me if I'm wrong. This is actually mentioned in the uh, Twitch uh, service laws or whatever as an illegal thing to do. Yeah. So. It's one of those situations, uh, I guess you can say, and it, it, this is the analogy I like to use for this kind of thing, is like, you can technically run the stop sign. If you get caught, you're in trouble. Yeah. You can make the conscious decision to run that stop sign, or you know, or not, but then you face the consequences. So this is one of those situations where he saw what was going on, he was really concerned, especially for like his, his staff, but it is, of course, against the rules for Twitch, so... I feel bad for the guy, and I feel bad for the, you know, I, I, I can tell, like, it doesn't sound like it was malicious. Like, he's not, like, trying to be a dick about it yeah. in terms of, like, why he's paying for it. He's got a noble cause, but at the end of the day, it's it's illegal, for or at least on Twitch's terms. So, 
feel bad for the guy, but that is what it is. Yeah. So I guess that's my goal. I mean, who do you think? Uh, it's I I come from a different I come from a different side of it, I guess, where <sighs> on one hand I get that it, it breaks Twitch's rules. On the other hand, like as someone who kind of handles the back end and like some of the promotional stuff for our channel and for our Twitch. I, I'm always kind of partially tempted to be like, well, what if we could just kind of bust into that threshold? Uh, let me back up a step. Like, it's the discovery on all platforms is bad, and I know it's like, oh, just work hard and people will find you, but no, like, YouTube and Twitch are perpetually gaining people, and when you have people like Logan Paul swooping into Twitch that, I'm not going to say they take away views from you necessarily, but it's kind of a, you're fighting for space in an already saturated market. Like, it's the, how many Twitch streamers do you actively follow, Alex? Um, I follow. Well, like, like I'm just listen as following or actively actively, actively. follow. Uh, very few, to be honest. Yeah, because I'm I mainly watch the Overwatch League on Twitch more than anything else. So. Okay, so I'll go one step further. Of all of the things you actively follow, which of them are like individual people or not like larger? I, I won't call it a corporation, but, like, Overwatch League is a larger thing. Like, Evo is a larger thing. Yeah. Um, I think, like, maybe two or three. And how actively do you follow those guys or girls? Relative, I mean, depending on when they do their events, because the thing is, they don't stream every day. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I, know, I, I mean I, I'm speaking in a sense because I follow Team Spooky, and I'm counting him as one of them because he is kind of his, like, he, he's his own thing. Granted, he hosts events and does other stuff as well and does streaming for bigger events events but he is his own you know kind of streamer thing and he delivers content so i'd count him uh but yeah i'd say about two or three give or take not really super a bunch no and that's kind of my point at that point like it's not a fair one but it's like if there was an effective way to boost your visibility in a like to, to get more kind of to get more following like it and this is where it works. I, I know it's wrong, but it doesn't change the fact that, like, as someone who's like who's dead, I actually considered this once or twice, where it's like after that whole YouTube thing went down, where it's like, oh, you have to get X number of views and you have to be above a certain subscriber threshold, and you have to all that stuff. I'm like, what? Like, what are the numbers out there that you'd actually have to crunch to like figure out? Like, oh, hey, if I just pay like ten bucks a month, I get that. Mm-hmm. And then I get to kind of keep at this upper echelon of YouTube. Like, again, like, it's it's a weird one, because it's like, I, I don't think it's right to do, but I totally understand people that do it, because, like, it, like on all these platforms, the more subscribers and views you have, the more visible you are, and that really fucking helps in getting actual views at that point. Yeah. Hmm. Uh, it's uh, the show on um, Silicon Valley did an entire episode where uh, they kind of a story arc based around the idea that someone was basically spoofing their um, active user numbers or their download numbers or something. And again, like it's it's wrong and it's a misrepresentation of who you are. But when you're dealing with stuff that's so driven by like it's not the quality of what you're doing or the frequency or all that jazz, it's literally just how well you can getting other people to look at it. I can be really sympathetic to it. And also, like I said at the top of this, like Kevin Perrett did it for the right reason. He was trying to save jobs. Like, yes, he was also doing it to keep his thing going. But at the same time, like, 
he's going to have a hard time kind of moving on from this, I suspect. And like, it's a gamble. It did not pay off for him. But I, I think like if, if you and other people on SWS worked directly for me and it was like, oh shit, we're losing money. And like, I'm not going to pay you guys quite as much this month or I can't pay you at all. I'd probably be, I, I would definitely look into making a gamble like this, knowing the risk. Mm-hmm. But I don't know. It's, it's complicated to say the least. It's it's wrong, but I get how you get there. Like it's definitely a backed into a corner move or a let's just fucking do it again. Like it's also shitty because like if you have enough money, you could just fucking buy a shit ton of views. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. yeah. It's such a sticky situation though. Like I respect it. It's very it's very yes, Robin Hood esque in a way. It's not even that. Like it's not that like the, the defense of it is it was done to save jobs and it was done to kind of like stave off an executioner acts like it's not even robin hood he wasn't giving it to anyone else he was maintaining his own thing at that point which whatevs but mm-hmm. yeah okay mm. well i mean like i said it sucks but it kind of just is what it is in this situation yeah and hopefully he does recover because uh there have been some pretty cool things that have come out of yeah the we'll show. we will it's see uh, it's i, I because of this news, I spent more time thinking about G4 and the reality of, like, man, that thing went on way longer than it ever possibly could have. Yeah. Like, that was insane how long that hung around for. Like, and it's like, oh, YouTube and stuff like Twitch definitely would have gets kicking the, kicked the shit out of that thing in the modern environment. At the same time, though, too, imagine how fucking weird it would have been if, like, there was a daily, like, live stream on your TV from G4. Yeah. 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 We got a variety of kind of Twitchy-based news to go through, so I guess we'll do the next one of that genre next. Um, You probably heard about this by now, but there was a shit ton of layoffs at Twitch. Yeah, it, that was pretty huge. It wasn't handled super great. I think there's two stories going on. One is the story of how the whole layoffs were handled. Basically, it seems like, they got fucking, like, G-chatted and told, hey, you're out, or video-chatted or something. And the other seems to be people not understanding the entertainment industry, which, as someone who works in it, and, like, layoffs are common and sucky and frequent, it's like, oh, no, you got laid off. This is normal for my line of work. Well, it's not normal for the tech industry. Yeah, you're not in the tech industry anymore. You're in the entertainment industry. You are a byproduct of the tech industry but twitch is an entertainment company now and if it becomes too complicated to have an asset in-house and it becomes semi-toxic or it's causing you problems guess what you just lay that shit off hmm. it happens all the time in theme parks and kind of roadie world hmm. yeah well, interesting though because the people they picked were kind of an interesting like hmm like, I mean, if you look through the list, like, there were some interesting names that got picked out of, like, some people who've been there for a long time, a lot of their local content creators, and then just, they just cut them out. I mean, yeah. you mentioned that's a thing in that industry, but it's just kind of interesting pick, considering, I, it's, I don't know. I think, and this is where I kind of, I'm going to guess a little bit if I was some, if Twitch is smart, they should not be making any of their own content anymore. Well, they shouldn't. They've got a bunch of people who are willing to sign up to do it. Yes. And if you look through the list, there's kind of some of that going on. And then also you have other stuff where it's people that are in theory in charge of, I don't know, 
being community outreach or managing some of these other people. Like, Twitch has had a hard time. Like that whole Logan Paul landing on their platform thing, which we're going to talk about a little bit later in a weirder way, is a problem for them. Mm. Yeah. I've... Huh. It'll, it'll... I don't know. I will say, though, on this matter, because like I said, I, I, I don't, I've never worked in... I've never really worked... Just to kind of preface this, I've never really worked in the private industry like you have, Charlie. I've always kind of been public sector for things. And there's a procedure and a process for laying people off. And the reality is, like, it's the, the, the chunk of the private sector I work in is especially nuanced in the fact that, like... I, so I, I work in a very gig-based economy. I work in a super gig-based part of the industry, too, where it's like... I, I've had jobs where it's like, hey, we're hiring you for a month. Two weeks later, okay, you were faster at this than we thought, and we didn't actually have that much work. Sorry, you're gone. Yeah. Like, it's... From, like, a movie and TV and, like, a corporate standpoint, the whole idea of layoffs is like, oh, you fucked up or something went terribly wrong. And my stuff, layoffs often mean we just didn't have work for you anymore. Or, in worst-case scenarios... We're just not doing that anymore. Or like, hey, this entire division we had was causing us a bunch of problems and it was easier just to get rid of it than revamp it. Mm -hmm. Which is a weird thing to think about, but like, that's what happens. Yeah, I think just kind of getting fired over a video chat is a pretty shitty way uh, The way to it was handled <laughs> was shitty. Like, I'm not going to defend that part of that. That's a, that, that is some like dystopian ass move, but. Like, for reference, I did a gig once for a company I used to work for where I was away for basically a month, and like, ev and we started doing some layoffs before I left town to work on the gig, and I was texting my boss every couple of days being like, hey, um, do I have a job when I come back? Don't really care. I'll just start looking for something to pick up when I get back. Oh, you got a job. You got a job. You got a job. I'm back in the office for a day, and I got laid off because they didn't have any work for me. Mm. Like, that's kind of how it works, though, too, and that that's also shitty. But that is the nature of the beast, whether you want to think about it that way or not. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I guess, but it, I, I, I don't know. I, I, I feel like there's a certain level of like consideration. You should have oh yeah, no, there like, should be. But there isn't. Just kind of shitty. I feel really bad. Like, even when I hear stories about people who get laid off like a week or two before Christmas and the holidays in general. Like, that always fucking really... That is a fucked up way. time to be laid off, especially in my industry, because no one's hiring till February. Yeah. So, that always kind of really fucking hurts to hear stuff like that. And I would always assume that, like, there's a shred of decency when it comes to certain humanity nah. in that level. But then I remember you were on a flight with a bunch of PAX people. And then I remember... Do you know sense. who I am? <laughs> I was on a plane with PAX people. Yeah, so... Yep. Uh, yeah, I don't, I don't think I have anything else to add on that matter other than... Yeah, it's, it is what it is kind of thing. I, it's... Sorry they lost their jobs. I think most will land on their feet. I, it's... I have personally not, like, been eagerly waiting, but, like, personally been waiting for something to happen because the transition from Amazon buying Twitch to Twitch is what it currently is has been too status quo i'm like no no some shit's going to happen it has to uh-huh but yeah speaking of shit happening um i think our last of our twitch news if you will i uh, logan paul has officially reached the twitch platform 
Not something we typically talk about, except for the fact that he's again like this. Leo Pizzazzo we really care about. Like Logan Paul will do whatever the fuck Logan Paul does. But so he streamed with someone, and this is the part I find fascinating. That guy is now having brand issues. He had a mass exodus of fans. He had a variety of other issues, and there's also been now some fascinating articles written, like uh, in interviews with like the guy who ran who runs chat for Logan Paul, being like, "Man, shit is fucked." Really? Yeah. Huh. That's like it's currently there are not good enough like chat moderation tools. Like it's the Logan Paul needs to get like what's it called affiliate status or something so they can make it like just subscribers because that chat is just gloriously toxic. <laughs> I mean, fucking hey, that sucks. But <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, no. When you first jump in, you don't you don't get the luxury of mini- I'm still trying to officially grind out my affiliate status. Yeah. No, and I so the, the part. Of the, what makes this a story is the fact that I think, like, it was... When we talked about Logan Paul coming to Twitch, I kind of had said, like, a, alright, Twitch community, it's time to shut up, put up or shut up kind of thing, and they're fucking putting up. Like, so, uh, the streamer I was talking about, Summit Summit 1G, I guess, like, did a stream with Logan Paul. It had some backlash. He then said something on Twitter, and, like, he then, like, hours there was like, okay, can we please stop wrecking my channel? Like, holy shit, you people are leaving. <laughs> like he's like, I'm kind of disappointed. Like, people were like, "Why the fuck are you streaming with Logan Paul?" And then he's like, "It's fine, whatever. I'm disappointed in chat. Chat fucking up and left." <laughs> See, here's the thing. Like, yeah, sure. He Sorry, Jake Paul, not Logan Paul. My bad. Yeah. Oh, yeah, Jake Paul. Like, yeah. Here's the thing. The guy has name recognition, sure. But like, here's the thing, dude. He's not exactly known for being an upstanding and great guy. Like, if on the other hand, he's very much like. The lesser shitty of the two Pauls, like, like I, I Jake think Paul the, is shitty is in his own right. Like, I, I, I don't think know the Paul family is mildly toxic, no matter which part you're looking at. Like it's it's the lesser of two Pauls at that point. But like by their powers combined, the fact they're pretty fucking interwoven at this point, it's like oh, I'm just gonna take half a cyanide capsule. What's the worst that'll happen? Yeah, no, I get what you're saying, and the you know it's just we got two of them, and you yeah. know what I'm saying. Two Pauls don't make a right. Half a Paul does neither, apparently. Yeah. So, but hey, like this, I'm, I'm glad. I, in a weird way, I'm glad this is kind of happening because it's just kind of showing, like, look, it doesn't matter if this guy's super famous. If he's a shitty person, you're going to lose people if you associate with this person. Well, so it, it kind of ties into a concept we've talked about in the past from a different idea, which is brand. We're gonna use start your favorite, like John Wick can like drink a cup of Coke, but the reality is like. If people don't like what they see with that brand, they'll let you know. And in this case, it's they'll fucking unsubscribe. Yeah. Yeah. It's. I, I don't want to follow the whole Paul's on Twitch thing too much, but it is fascinating as kind of a, okay, when is this going to have a problem? Because it's obviously a problem already if this is the reaction to it. But yeah. Well. Yeah. Speaking of problems, Billy Mitchell, the King of Kong, has been kicked off the Iron Galaxy's leaderboard after 30 years. Yeah. Uh, you mean Twin Galaxies? No, Iron Galaxies. Iron, Iron Galaxies? Okay, I was, I was confused. Sorry, Twin Galaxies, you're right. Iron Galaxies is a separate company. I wrote down the wrong thing. Yeah. Okay. Twin Galaxies, bye, bad. Yeah, no. Uh, so what's going Fill me in here, because I had just heard about this recently, 
So, from what I was hearing, correct me if I'm wrong here, um, he claims to have an absurd record. Yes, uh, uh, Billy Mitchell Kong. had the top uh, Donkey Kong high score of all time for a long, long ass time. Uh, but I guess so back in 2010, again, it's 2010, some challenges of suspicion were brought up in the high score community about the legitimacy of his run. So it's um, uh, by kind of these standards, the only acceptable stuff is on kind of original hardware. If I'm running an emulator of Donkey Kong, I don't care. It doesn't matter how good my score is. I can't like it. it I can't submit that for a high score. So. And follow me on this because it gets weird and it picked up some kind of steam a couple years, a couple months ago. I think we talked about this one since then. Uh-huh. So there were some rumors that maybe that kind of based on like, uh, so I, I got some backstory. The way scoring works in Donkey Kong is there's kind of a pro, uh, there's a point pool based around stuff. And a big factor of this run Billy Mitchell had was the point pool was just fucking stacked in this guy's favor. Like, uh, statistically possible, but very improbable. So at the time, no one thought too much of it. But it's now been kind of thought that maybe it was done in MAME. And are you familiar with MAME? Uh, no. Is that that, like, arcade cabinet emulation software? Yeah, and okay. why this is important is MAME could let you alter the chances or just, like, lock your point pool. Uh-huh. So you were getting kind of close to maximum point every single time you did something. Mm. And uh, kind of some of the suspicions rose for the fact that like the video Billy Mitchell provided was just of game capture. Like typically it's done with like a camcorder pointed at your um, cabinet and you play and it's not as sexy a video, but like this one's just the fucking video. It's, it's been a weird ongoing thing, and it was kind of like, a, okay, this is out there, but now it's like really a thing. Like it's he's been officially kicked off. Like it's the end of a long ass reign on this. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, that's uh, well, yeah. From what I, what is here, it was mathematically impossible, right? At the end of it all, it's not mathematically impossible. It's mathematically highly impro- improbable. Oh, okay. And that's kind of what led to it. Like it's the. There are certain telltale markers in MAME that, like, you could rewind. So, if you're willing to put the time into, like, editing down a video or something, you could have a perfect run because every time you fucked up, you could just rewind far enough to make it good. Uh, okay. yeah. But I thought the record had to be on an actual arcade. It does, and that's the issue. Uh, the way you kind of prove your record is you submit a video of it. And uh-huh. the video looked like Donkey Kong. Like, the reality is, you or I could not tell the difference between Donkey Kong MAME and actual Donkey Kong if it was just the video ripped from it. Okay, gotcha. Okay, that makes sense. Then. Yeah. Huh. Yeah. Well, I don't know. It'll be interesting to see what he's... Is he, is he putting up a fight with this or... Um, the or? article does not go into that. I. Uh, it's... He's not. He's refrained from. I've met Billy Mitchell once. He's a nice enough dude. Like I, I've met a bunch of the Twin Galaxies like staff and like referee staff and so that at a convention we used to do. Actually, a fucking uh, what is it? Um, the two videos we did for Arcade Expo. Like that's that's where I met Billy Mitchell and that's where I met Walter Day, who's big into this stuff and like 
part of the official scoring board for this. So, like, it was very weird to be like, hey, I know that sort of celebrity. Mm, okay. Yeah. Hmm. No comment yet. I think it's... I don't want to say enough damage has been done. It's kind of hard to walk away from this, but it's definitely kind of a... There is no coming back at this point. Like, this is a... You are forever sullied unless you, like, fucking work your ass off to get another, like, that good a run. You have problems the rest of your life. And the guy's got, like, a hot sauce business and shit, too. So this wasn't his only thing going on. Okay, yeah. If it was his only thing, I'd be a little yeah. concerned. But then again, I think he's fine. Yeah. So speaking of only things going on, I guess. Um, you brought Steam Spy? Uh, Steam Spy? Not sure. I mean, unless you mean, like, I've heard of Game Spy? No, so Steam Spy was a website that kind of used uh, Steam's somewhat loose data protection and privacy settings to uh, make some really cool data based off, like, how many people... It could answer questions like, if people bought a game, how many hours did they play of the game? Like, what other games people played your game were like it was a really good like dev tool and as a result of steam kind of tightening down its privacy settings and all that jazz steam spy is fucked really yeah oh because it's just kind of getting locked down well it's uh, by default like so if you've ever looked at your settings in steam by default they were public now by default they are private ah okay gotcha it may have actually been you couldn't even tweak them previously like it, it's now very much become a in the wake of the whole Facebook thing, lots of companies are kind of cracking down on their privacy settings, and I wouldn't say it's necessarily preyed on it, but it was data mining kind of Steam data via its users being like, okay, here's all the stuff you can learn based off people's like play habits and all that jazz, where on one hand, it was a super cool tool because people did cool stuff with it frequently. On the mm -hmm. other, it's kind of sad to see it go. On the other hand, it's like, it's a fucking data mining tool, technically. Mm -hmm. Well, yeah. I mean... I guess with the, the security tweaks happening right now, especially with the whole thing going on with Facebook, yep, all the crazy, like, this one, was it company, Cambridge Analytica, was able to get all this information yep. because they, like, uh, you know, the, the privacy rules for somebody saying, yeah, I allow people to view my profile so I can answer this quiz. Like, So yeah. in this metaphor, I'd say they're closer to being Cambridge Analytica than Facebook, technically, but they're a lot less skeevy with it. Yeah. That's interesting. Yeah. I thought so. It's It's been around for fucking ever, too, so it's kind of bizarre to see that gone. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, in your um, Battle Royale news, first off, we have uh, Drake out there saying he will rap about uh, Fortnite if they had a hotline bling emote. I have no fucking clue what that means. That makes me feel old, which is why it's news. Okay, so I am hip to this, so I will fill in the uh, the gaps here. So, I don't know if you remember, there was a big old Drake meme that kind of took off a while ago, and it still goes on now. Was it's it him, like, four... waving his hand at the floor? Yeah, that was from a music video called Hotline Bling, where oh. he does this dance where he looks like somebody's uncle who's been drinking too much at a party. And it was just kind of a goofy dance thing that he did in general, but, like, that was the thing. And then he, like... He kind of just dances kind of funny in general if you watch the whole video. Um, so I would actually suggest you go watch it just so you get the reference. No interest. So um, they've been really good about adding dances and really interesting pop culture references to Fortnite that involve these 
references here. For example, like they have, there's just the, the default running man dance uh, is one of the characters from Scrubs. That's exact his dance that he does the running man complete with like the arm cross thing he does at the end. It's very much modeled after him. So they've added that. They've added the uh, couple of other Vine meme dances and things like that. Like they've been really good about adding all these really goofy emotes to the game uh, that are very much pop culture. So considering Drake just played Fortnite not yeah. too long ago with uh, with who was it? Uh, Ninja was that his yep. name? Yeah. So uh, not surprising that he'll do it. Uh, and I can already tell you as soon as uh. Epic heard about this. They are immediately top staff is working on this because there's Probably. no way they're gonna they're gonna pass off free advertising immortalized in a song by Drake. Considering Drake is one of the few rappers who is really he's kind of liked. Like he's very wholesome in a weird way, but like nobody really hates the guy. A lot of people really like him, so to have that kind of person, you know, in your corner is a good thing. So it if they don't, they're missing out completely on the idea, or completely on a great fucking opportunity. So, yeah. So, and that's why it makes the news this week because I thought this was just fucking nuts. I'm like, really, this is the world we live in now. <laughs> yep, this is it. Yeah. Moving on to more battle royale news, though. Um, there is some fascinating PUBG ransomware. What? Uh, have you not been? Ki- I thought this might be up your alley. Um. Well, I mean, yeah, I do tech stuff, but like, no, I've no, never no. Heard so this- there is a ransomware out there that will lock up your computer unless you play PUBG. That's crazy. Yep. What in the fuck? <laughs> I just thought that was fun and dumb. But is is this is this what uh what they were referring to about trying to draw more people back into PUBG? I guess. Like, yeah, let's just go ahead and I'm gonna have you do this instead. I don't that's crazy. I don't even know what to say to that. Like <laughs> Yeah, I Yep. Uh but this also comes at the same time that uh do you hear about the Dell laptop uh PUBG China scandal thing going on right now? No, but I'm intrigued. <laughs> so Dell got out there and advertised their new laptop as being capable of running more bots than other laptops in PUBG. <laughs> that's fucking great. It's not quite that simplistic, but that's the gist of what they got going on. And like on the fact, uh, at the same time, you got PUBG just fucking suing mobile ripoffs of their game left and right. Like it's it's a weird time for PUBG. Especially with the fact that you now have uh, the guys behind that uh, smash hit known as um, Lawbreakers making their own Battle Royale mode. It's under early access right now. It's called... God, what was that thing called? Uh, oh, uh, it's like some Radical Heights. Yeah. I thought it was a fucking thing? arcade or like BMX game until I started digging. I'm like, holy shit, this game actually looks kind of rad. And it's got that kind of um, escape from Targov persistent system. It's it's interesting. Like it's maybe they should have made this instead of making Lawbreakers. Uh-huh. You know what's funny? Um, I saw this tweet, and I thought it was one of the funniest things uh, uh, I saw here. Let me see if I can find it because it was it was great. But the tweet said, um, "Cliffy B already made a battle royale game." 
It was called Lawbreakers. It started with a hundred people playing it, and eventually came down to one person. Yeah, that's uh, that's about <laughs> right for Lawbreakers. <laughs> I thought that was one of the best fucking tweets I saw this week. Yep, about that. But oh man, yeah. Ah, uh, you you know we've officially hit a point where it's going to get too saturated when Cliffy B comes out with his version of the game. See, and maybe this is where I'm a little bit biased because I don't like PUBG or I, I played Fortnite finally. I played it on my PS4 the other night and I'm like, yeah, I still don't like this. This one looks kind of cool because of the kind of persistent currency system in it. It's got some appeal. I don't have a working PC right now, so I can't check it out and I'm not going to check out an early access game on my laptop. Uh-huh. But like what the game is doing is really fucking esportsable. It's cool to watch. It's launching with spectator mode stuff in it. Like, it's in early access with spectator mode, and it's got fucking style. Really? Yeah, it's very up your alley in a weird way. Huh. Well, I'm not going to not try it, but still, it's just, I'm skeptical considering, well, you know what, let me, let me roll it back a little bit. I actually did kind of enjoy Lawbreakers. Like, I, did I tell you I played it for a little while? Yeah, you did. Yeah. I kind of enjoyed it, but it was just, it was just, it, it entered a market that was way too saturated yeah. and it was just too late for it. Um, I'm worried. Like, I want to say, like, hmm, I want to say, I hope it does decent and is able to redeem himself because, God, hearing stories of like how Lawbreaker just kind of flopped completely was kind of sad. But then again, I think he was like talking shit a lot of the time when he was advertising it. Uh, two at some point. I think that was part of the issue he had, right? Am I wrong? Yeah, as someone who is a big fan of Cliffy B's past work, I guess, like, as someone who looked at Lawbreakers and said, I think that game's going to be bad, the fact it was bad didn't surprise me. Like, yeah, that's not for this market. Yeah. Yeah, I I don't know. Well, hopefully it works out for the guy, because he had a bad run last time. He's still the guy that made Gears of War and, like, a bunch of other really successful games. He's doing fine. Of course, but, like, he had his bad flop, and now it's time for him to go, like, you know, to to recover. This is is that part where he's kind of recovering. I just hope he kind of approaches it in a better way. Because I think he talked a lot of shit back when he was, like, working on Lawbreakers about everyone else as far as the game stuff goes. Like, even insulting, like, well, I'm not making these for consoles or whatever because PC Master Race... Screw those ple- peasants and shit like that. But it was also very of the time. Like I think you're forgetting what was going on in the video game world when Lawbreakers was first announced. Mm-hmm. Like that was during some real PC master racing upheaval, and like I I, I don't super think that game would work. Was it even on those? Was it on consoles? Mm, I don't know. I'm not sure to be honest. Let me so. check. Um. Yeah, it's on PlayStation 4 as well. Okay. Huh. I, I think that's... I, I ever played Unreal Tournament on a, P, on a non-PC before? Yeah. It's not as good. Like, I, I think there's a time and a place for certain games, and that kind of style of game he's making just doesn't work super great on consoles. Like, it's... I'm still amazed Overwatch works on consoles, in all honesty. Hmm. Yeah. I don't know. It's It's weird. Uh, so a, a quick one. Uh, Destiny 2's next expansion comes out May 8th. It's called Warmind. It's got kind of a cool photo out there. Destiny got out there and outlined uh, 
new release schedule. I, it does not fill me with hope. I'm sure I will check it out, but I don't kind of want to at this point. I've, I've paid for it, so I'm going to check it out. But beyond that, it appears we are going back to Mars. Yeah! Yes. That's all on that, that one. That. Yeah, <laughs> that was it. Yeah! I guess speaking of games that launched to the Blizzard launcher, uh, uh, BlizzCon has been announced. It's happening November uh, 2nd and 3rd. Yep. And uh, it'll be after the expansion. Well, I guess just kind of... I'll, I'll really quickly kind of add that. But um, yeah, BlizzCon's happening November 2nd and 3rd. Uh, I hate the fact that it's 2nd and 3rd because Extra Life 24-hour marathon is at the same date, and it's really annoying when they do that. But it is—it's happened for the last couple of years, so it's pretty much one of those points where I got to choose between the two. And I think this year I might just do my own 24-hour marathon and do it—you know, switch it up or whatnot. But yeah, uh, it just happens to align the same day as that. So I do want to do BlizzCon because I haven't gone to BlizzCon in a few years, and I kind of miss going. So I will probably be there. Uh, I got to double check when the tickets actually go on sale. So we shall see. But yeah, yeah, we, we guess... may try and go this year. I'm curious. As someone who's kind of like back into WoW, I'm curious. Yeah. Um. But yeah, that's, uh, I guess, to kind of write on that, it'll be after the new Battle for Azeroth expansion hits because that has an official announcement date of uh, August 14th, I believe it is, right? That's August right. 14th? Yep. Let me double check. I can confirm because I know why I'm going to be mad about it in a second. Yep. You know why I'm mad about it, Charlie? Why are you mad about it, Because when they were advertising it, they were saying it was going to come out September 21st, which was a Friday, and I was like, fuck yeah. It's going to be a Friday. It's going to be great. But no, they're going to release it on a goddamn Tuesday again. I, I really find it delectable that every single time we talk about this, you're like, yeah, they're not going to do this every single time. You are fucking Charlie Brown, and Blizzard is Lucy with a football, man. Here's the thing, though. Nintendo releases shit on a Friday. Nintendo's they Nintendo. Have... Nintendo does what others do. Nintendo don't. Ah, see what you did there? And I my hate myself for doing it. My humor is rubbing off on you, that's sir. That's not your humor. That's the internet. <laughs> well, uh, yeah. So, again, they're releasing it on a Tuesday, which means I got to use up my banked overtime hours. I can do a couple of long-ass streams or, playing the game when it or, releases. Or, and, and follow me on this one, what if you don't do that and be a responsible adult? No. Fuck that noise. This is <laughs> wow. I'm being responsible because I'm using overtime I've banked as an adult working that I can play this game on. So I want to take a couple days off. I want to play the shit out of this expansion when it drops. But yeah, I just... Blizzard, if anyone one day happens to be listening to this podcast who works at Blizzard, and I hope this finds its way to you, for the love of God, release it on a Friday. I'll even take a Thursday night. Just give it to me on a end part of a week so I can actually enjoy it and not have to worry about planning my entire work week around having to miss that when I can just take it off. And here's the thing. Some people may work on weekend stuff. It's not fair to them. You know what? The common 9 to 5 hours office job is the majority of this country. And I'm going to run with that. So, for the love of God, release it on a weekend next time. Or a Friday. I'll even take Thursday. Thursday night. Same time they do big-ass movie releases. You've got a point with that one, actually. I can't, I can't fault you on that one. 
Although I do enjoy your, what's the right word for it, uh, pain. It sucks, man. Every time. And, like, I've hung out at, like, 20, like, midnight releases for the actual physical copies of the expansion before. Like, I've done that quite a few times with some friends. And, oh, boy, part of the adventure of doing a midnight release, hoping that it's on a weekend, is because you see some fucking characters throughout the week. And, boy, are they awkward. So, yeah. <sighs> yep. All right, last but not least for our main topic. I've got two things. Never mind. I'll, I'll get to my last but not least thing in a second. Uh, so this thing I've actually always wondered about, and it's finally kind of happening. So apparently, uh, Barcades, this applies to Japan, not the U.S., but something I've been curious about in the U.S. too. Apparently, uh, Barcades might violate some of the Japanese copyright laws. Really? Yes, uh, specifically three Barcades in the Osaka area. Um will have to cease operation by July 29th um, when the releases end because, well, the way they do the gaming stuff violates Japanese copyright law. Huh. I had no idea. Well, it makes sense, though. I mean, technically, you are, like, cashing in on... Well, I don't know. How does how do just arcade well, in general... So, and like? here's the system. The bars allowed customers to play games for free while charging them for drinks. The Association of Copyright for Computer Software (ACCS) pointed out that that the uh, that not getting permission from the creators violated copyright. So they're not paying for games at that point at all. They're paying for drinks. Okay. Which is how a shit ton of American barcades work. Huh. Hmm. I don't know. That's yeah. It it, it, it never occurred to me that that would be a thing. It like... is something I have always wondered about. I mean, it makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Like, but yeah, it never fucking occurred. To it me. is something I have perpetually wondered about how this is okay. Yeah. Huh. Huh. <laughs> yeah. Just, I, as someone who's a fan of the barcade and really hates when they make you pay for arcade games, it's like, how is this legal? Eh, don't worry about it. But yeah, apparently you should be worrying about it. <laughs> <sighs> on to some Overwatch news, though. You want to do the um, all-access pass? You want to do the uh, pedophile first? Let, let's let's start with the pedophile, and then we'll we'll end on a better note. Okay. Uh, not, how I don't even know how it's a better note, but let's just get the shitty stuff out of the way when it comes to the Overwatch League stuff, I guess. So um, you follow this stuff closer than I do. You want to kind of break us in on this one? So there is a player. Um, who actually, I think his name was Jonathan Dreamcasper Sanchez. Yep. Uh, that is his name. And I am saying his name for the sole reason that this guy is a fucking asshole and everybody should know his name in the first place. He's a public figure. We're allowed to. Yeah. So, he is, he's, here, first off, he's a fucking rock star player for the Boston, or was, rather, for the Boston Uprising. Uh, probably one of their top DPS there. One of the top DPS players in the league. Um. Has been not well as of this recording, it was not just suspended, but he was suspended from the Overwatch League, well, from the team, then the Overwatch League, and actually just completely removed. He's been cut, from yeah. The, the Boston Uprising cut, cut him, yeah. It's one of the few, I think, where like the league themselves have stepped in specific. Well, no, I take it. Oh, no, this is Boston Uprising, they fucking cut him, yeah. No, it's Boston Uprising, I know that, but I mean, like, they just flat out cut him, period. Like, He's done. No, that was that that was Boston Uprising's choice. Like it was he only got suspended by the league. Boston Uprising said, No, you're out. Yeah. 
Okay, that's how it was. Sorry, yeah. So it was the league response first, then it was the actual team was like, no, we, we don't yeah. fuck around with this, you're out. So why, what is such a ruckus cause, and why are we calling him a pedophile? Well, because he's a 21-year-old man who was pursuing uh, romantic and potentially sexual relationships with someone who was disclosed to be 14 years old. Um, I guess what he was doing, what I was hearing, was that he was talking to some girl that was like 14 years old, like 14 or 15. It's but the pedophile like, sting. They've run on TV for years. Yeah. yeah. But he was like, he basically, I heard from one of the details, I heard he was trading plane tickets and tickets to the Overwatch League to watch in person in exchange for news, is my yeah. understanding. So he uh, was cut. Because they've got screenshots of that, and it, you know, I hope they investigate this. And if it turns out to be absolutely one hundred percent, I hope they throw the fucking book at him. Because pedophiles are disgusting people, and yeah. Yep. So. So there have been two kind of sets of accusations of similar, of similar content against him, which is why Boston Uprising cut him. Uh, it's again things I didn't think we'd have to say on the podcast ever. Don't. Fucking be a pedophile for the love of God. Uh, yeah, the fact that we have to say that on today's podcast in general just disturbs me. Yeah, I, where I, we are as a society. Again, like this is not the news we like talking about. We like I was hoping to not have to talk about fucking esports at all this week, and then this shit happens. It's like, come on, <laughs> why? Nope. Yep. That, that's just Can the way we just it is. not talk about people being shitty to each other? For a week, don't fucking swat five-year-olds. Don't fucking be a pedophile. God, we are not a morality tale at this at this podcast. Yeah, mm. even we know better. Uh. Yeah, and the other thing is, there's now a uh, Overwatch all-access path. It's basically kind of a all-access pass you'd have for football or something similar. But it's on Twitch, which is what I object to because that just seems weird. But yeah. So the more I've thought about this, the more I'm like, actually, fuck this thing a little bit. Initially, it was like, eh, whatever. If you want to spend money, people should spend money. But now that I think about it more, I'm like, no, no, you're doing it through Twitch. If you were doing your own like fucking private website for it or something, that'd be one thing. But no, it's through Twitch. Mm-hmm. Yeah, which is interesting. Like, you can get this through Twitch. Like, we're entering an era of esports now where it's getting closer and closer to, like, that ESPN all-access yeah. kind of stuff. Which is kind of cool. Like, I... Okay, as the resident guy, the resident esports watcher who I've been following the, extra, the, the Overwatch League pretty closely, yep. um, this is kind of an interesting turn of event stuff. Like, I like this whole idea of Oh, I do too, just not more. through Twitch. Yeah, well, I mean, what other medium would they offer it through, though? Realistically, like, if we're going through with it, like, where would we offer Like, DirecTV? They don't have a plan with DirecTV uh, yet. I'd be more okay with that. I guess, like, it's... I like Twitch, but we've already talked about Twitch today on, like, the exact opposite end of the spectrum, where it's like, yeah, Twitch can actually be kind of super shitty, and it's not clear what the hell the future of that thing is occasionally. Like, I, it's... Blizzard has the money... To have their own goddamn streaming service. Mm. They should be doing that now. Get it off someone else's platform where you inherently get the shit that mars other people's platforms and just like 
fucking do this thing already correctly. Hmm. Yeah, no, I, it's, hmm. I think once it gets more and more, like, exposure and gets bigger and bigger, eventually we will see this, like, being offered as a package for bigger companies and streams and things like that. But right now, I don't see it hitting that level just yet. I think it's there. I I really think it's there. I think you could take the OWL off Twitch and it wouldn't affect it at all. Really? I really actually strongly think that. Well, where would we watch it? I Through the fucking Blizzard Battle.net or something? Like, you could build... Like, there, there's already OWL shit in the Battle Launcher. Hmm. Like, just put it there. <sighs> oh. Or again, your Blizzard, you basically print money, fucking do it through the OWL site, like, directly, because that's the only place to go to watch it. Mm. Well, the only thing I can think of where they'd be able to, maybe, like, if I'm realistically going to pick a thing, it'd have to be, like, DirecTV. Because that's where they've done, like, BlizzCon. And sure. I think that might be able to work. They could do it there. They could actually work out a deal with fucking ESPN already. Like, it's not like it chews up a ton of time. Mm. So, yeah. yeah. I don't know if it'd make it worth being able to do, like, the ESPN level stuff. Because the thing is, like, the NFL All Access Pass stuff is, there's a lot of shit you get. And I think there's not enough content. There's nothing here. Yeah, it's emotes and shit. Like, that's part of why I'm pissy about it. Because it's like, oh, it's... Okay, and you could argue that also the stuff you get the NFL pass is equally kind of nothing, but... Yeah, well, I mean, I'd like to see it offered somewhere at some point, something else, even if it's, like, YouTube TV sure. or one of the, like, all, like one of the cable... Co- like, it's, it, it's fitting that since this is a digital sport, that it's offered in, like, cord-cutter-esque fashion. Where yeah, it's but, but I want the package they're offering... To not feel so like, oh, we're pandering to what people like on Twitch. Yeah. You get some fucking emotes, bitches. Hmm. Yeah. We, we'll see. I, I do want to add, uh, well, I, I don't know if we have anything else to discuss on this particular one, but I do want to add a high note for uh, Overwatch League stuff or just sure. sports in general. Kegudi uh, finally made her debut. Woo! She uh she showed up officially. Uh, I believe she played uh not too long ago. Just I think it was early as last week. She finally walked on stage and had her first match. And she, they're still kind of working out the the you know their details as far as the flow of the team and things like that because the Shanghai Dragons have not won a single match. Someone call single, them quite bad. Yeah, but I mean she was picked up by Shanghai, and uh from what I was hearing as far as her performance goes, she did really well. Uh, she's legit, and so it's just a matter of them kind of really feeling out their strategy at this point because they had kind of support players at place and all that stuff. But like, yeah, it's it's a lot of people are really excited. She's on board and and she's playing. Like, I think there was a lot of hype even when she was on the stream and showed up and all that stuff. So yeah. Uh, but yeah, like kudos to her. I uh, it's apparently uh i guess she said she doesn't want people to use her story just kind of further ideology she just wants to be known as the shanghai dragons and tank yeah and she's fucking performing like it's hopefully they'll they'll, they'll actually walk away with a w soon at some point uh once they kind of get their feel for all that but it was great to kind of see that she you know she's made her official appearance and yeah she, she's rocking shit so 
I want to end it on that high note. For that, sure. For, no, for that's, that that's awesome. I didn't know she made her debut finally. She kind of joined up. Yeah, no, the, we just started stage three. So um, they're, they're, they're doing, they're, 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 they're still, like I said, filling it out. Uh, but yeah, so I look forward to seeing what happens uh, when she kicks off uh, some more stuff there. But yeah, she's, uh, she's fucking legit. Did you ever hear the little story that she was accused of aimbotting because she was so good? Yes, I told you about that. Yeah, okay, cool. I, I heard about that too. I, from you, I guess, but I didn't remember where I heard I, it. I had to I had to walk it back too because at the time I'm like, I it seems like she does seem to be too good. I'm like, no, I watched her like, no, she's fucking that good. Yeah, no, she's she's legit, but like Yeah, she uh from what I've seen, stream was pretty hype. Yeah. She finally got on stage, so good on her. Indeed. Uh, so that brings us to our last chunk of news for our main topic this week, which I promise will not be as much of a downer as our news has been. <laughs> uh, we got some kind of weird Sony news this week. So uh, right off the bat, you had Insomniac Games had to come out there and spell out to people that Spider-Man game they're making is a PS4 exclusive, will only be a PS4 exclusive, and to stop bugging them for when the release date for other consoles and platforms will be. <laughs> I find it very weird we live in a time where this is even necessary, or that this is even news, but with all the weirdness happening with like time releases and shit like that, I guess it kind of makes sense, and we've talked about exclu- console exclusives enough on this channel that it's, maybe it's not worth going too deep into again on this, but like, I- I'm sorry you really want that Spider-Man game. It looks pretty goddamn cool, but this is the way things work still. Yep. Yep. If you're buying a console and you already own a PC, you should not buy an Xbox. There is quite literally very few reasons to no reasons currently to do so. But the um, the other big Sony news, I guess, is um, if I told you the PS5 was a real thing under development right now, Alex, would you be surprised? Um, no, not really. Exactly. People for a couple days were fucking losing their shit about some PS5 rumors. And yeah, duh, that thing's under development. It was under development the moment the PS4 came out. Possibly before then, even. Huh. Well, it wouldn't surprise me. That's how iterative technology works. Yeah, why would they not be working on it? Like The PS4's done great for them, yeah. So rumors officially kind of say it will not... Stop fucking worrying about that until, like, 2020 at the earliest. Mm-hmm. Like, like, a bunch of news outlets had to get out there and say, hey, we fucked up on this, sorry about that. I, Yeah. Well, In other news, water is wet. Uh, yeah. If you're surprised that Sony was already working on the next console, uh, where where have you been living in the last few years? And where do There's I find this awesome new. rock? Yeah. Yeah, this, this is this is nothing new. This is how it works. <laughs> yeah. I, again, it's weird that that's news in the current environment. It's like, OMG, PS5! It's like, yes. Of course. Huh? <laughs> but yeah, it does it for our news this week, which means it's time for our main topic. And in honor of this being a episode 101, and I, all jokes aside, this is kind of Alex has been a co-host for a while, but he's now the official kind of second-in-command of the Wicked Awesome cast with all the power and responsibilities that comes with, I guess. 
<laughs> Don't laugh. You get the shit work. Okay. We thought we would take a chance and I uh, reflect, meditate, ruminate on where we think the podcast will go from here. We did that some last week with Jeff here, but also just kind of had fun celebrating holy shit 100 episodes. And, well, I know we've talked about Alex before on the podcast, but I I feel it's very important to understand the people you listen to on these types of things on a weekly basis or mostly a weekly basis because, well, we're just people. We're not the end-all, be-all. We are not the great gods of video games. Well, I might be. Alex isn't, definitely. But I... I think it's only fair to understand our opinions and biases on shit, so I thought we'd take kind of episode 101 to maybe not reboot, but give you a refresher on, well, who we are, what we want out of the podcast, and all that jazz, and what our plans are moving forward with it, because, well, there's lots of fun news this week, but nothing really stu- uh, worth digging your teeth into except don't be a fucking pedophile. Yeah. Hard stance. <laughs> the hardest of the stances we Yeah, have. I... Don't be a Nazi, don't be a pedophile. Charlie's hard stances of the podcast. Yep, and it's pretty simple rules to follow. Don't do both. Yeah. Or either or. Not don't do both. Like, don't do one and then the other one. Well, I haven't done this one, well, it's so okay it's okay. okay if I'm a Nazi if I'm not a pedophile. <laughs> yeah. So, just don't do both. Yeah, don't or do don't either. Do either. Either is there the word go. you're looking for. I keep saying both. God dang it. Yes, don't do either. Either the word you were looking for. It changes this yes. context. <laughs> well so alex yes tell us about yourself i guess well i figured this would be an interesting refresher course on me considering you learned some interesting tidbits about yes we have a whole new 100. like depth of alex to go into after episode 100 i was not even aware existed so <laughs> all right so i guess i'll just touch on the stories that this is like shin about alex or something like that <laughs> So, okay, so, um, yeah, so when I was a kid, I almost died at Disneyland. We covered that. Yeah, well, I mean, that, that's the, one of the two revealing stories that uh, I talked about, so if you're interested in that story, you can go back to episode 100. If you haven't listened to episode 100 yet, please go listen. It's a really good podcast. Yeah, it's a phenomenal one. Yeah. I think it's one of our best. Um, and then, so, yeah, um, I've, I've, you know, I, I've grown up in the hood, uh, you know, South Central, or just... South Central, South LA kind of area and whatnot. Like, that's pretty much where I grew up in. It's all I know. Um, I have traveled a couple areas here and there, but that's where I've been born and raised, is, is you know, the hood, so to speak, quote unquote. Uh, not too far from the old Crenshaw, where you heard about all the crazy stories, especially in the 90s. Like, I, I lived through the LA riots, um, things like that. Like, they actually came through my neighborhood. Like, that's the thing. So when I when I was a kid in that neighborhood we were at, they came through that neighborhood. So um, I remember my dad. I didn't know my dad owned a gun until that point. <laughs> so uh, when we had like I guess you know some of the rioters and stuff like that during the LA riots, um, somebody started coming over to the house and trying to. It felt like they were trying to break in, so my dad chased them off the lawn with a gun. So that was interesting. But yeah, like I it, for my optimism and my cheery and cheeky personality. There's a lot of rough around the edges that I haven't told. One might say he about. overcompensates for it. It's almost like a coping mechanism because if the darkness inside me ever gets Indeed, out, Shin I Alex. don't know how I don't know how he'll lash out at everyone that I hold dear. Everyone I hold dear. I'm safe then. 
Oh, no, yeah, you, no, no, you're, you're swell. I like you, Charlie. But yeah, so, um, so there, I guess I'll kind of go over into a couple of the interesting tidbits. Because everyone here knows me as a cheery, happy Alex. Um, did I ever tell you the story of when I survived a drive-by shooting? No. Okay, well, I'll tell you about that one. So, my mom doesn't drive. She, she, I think when she was the younger and here in this country, she was learning to drive. Uh, she tried, well, she was learning to drive, and on her first time behind the wheels, the car went up on the curb, and she's like, nope, fuck it. I'll take the bus. I'll walk. Never learning to drive. So, she's a very stubborn woman, and to this day, she does not drive. So, whenever we went to go visit family, we would walk, uh, there. And it's about a mile and some change, so, no biggie, you know, nice little brisk walk through neighborhoods. Uh, we were walking home from my aunt's house one night. It's getting close to dark. The sun's still out, but it's already kind of starting to set. And this was right around, I want to say early, early 90s, early to mid 90s. And uh, I'm, I'm walking home uh, with my mom and my sister. My dad's working. So, uh, yeah, and these two cars proceeded to pull up next to each other and open fired in the, in the neighborhood as we were walking by. So my reaction was hit the ground. And I could hear bullets ricochet off the ground right near me. I actually saw a bullet ricochet not too far from my head. And uh, then they drove off, and that was that. But they shot at each other. So it was kind of weird. Damn. <laughs> yeah, see, I'm rugged, Charlie. I'm tough. I got a rough background. Do we get, like, alternative reality, Alex, now? I don't know. You might. No, I've always kind of been very, very kind of happy and cheerful. But, <laughs> yeah, you're, you're, I'm telling you guys stories that you haven't heard about. Before. Yeah, I, I dug this idea at the time. <laughs> so. Oh, go on. You were saying? Uh, so you, just, you just haven't had as much time. Like, you'd never heard the story of me smuggling steak into India before or anything like that. I have not heard that, but I would love to hear that It's story. in an early podcast. I will not repeat that for long-time listeners' sake. Okay. I'll, I'll, I'll have to... you have to tell me which one it is, because I want to go back. I don't remember at this point. Well, time to start from episode one. <laughs> you but can't yeah. right now, because i got to fix the RSS feed. Ah, uh, damn it. I can't work under these conditions, man. Fair. Uh, let's see, more interesting tidbit stories about me. Uh, I've once had to report, so I used to work in a photo lab. I don't know if I ever told you that, that part. No. I used to work for Walgreens in a photo lab, and I once had to report a man for suspected pornography, child pornography he had developed. Okay, so I have always wondered about, like, what the procedure is. Like, there's been a bunch of Reddit AMAs or whatever about, like, oh, like, yeah, we actually look at all those photos. You see some shit. Oh, that's a hundred percent true. So, so here, here's here's the thing about being a photo tech. At least when I was working as a photo technician uh, for Walgreens, uh, you see everything that gets printed. So we will we we develop the rolls, we run them through the machine, and the thing is, the reason we go through everything is a couple things. Number one, we tend to not charge you for shitty prints. A good photo tech will actually go through, and if anything just looks like completely fuzzy or looks like shit, sure. we, we don't print them because we charge you per print. So it's not fair to you to charge you for pictures that just didn't come out. And even then, technically, you're allowed to review every picture you print and say, I don't want this, I don't want this, and you can remove it from the price. So just so you guys are aware, a little tidbit, little little life hack. Pro tips from a former person in an industry that no longer really exists. Yeah, well, no, the photo tech industry still is kind of out there, but it's kind of all digital, mainly, so it's a lot easier. 
Um, <clears throat> so we go through every row because we have a screen that goes through every single picture. And let me tell you, Charlie, the amount of decency that these people have sometimes that come and develop pictures at Walgreens is little to fucking none. I've developed entire rolls of pictures for bachelor parties, bachelorette parties. Um, there was a guy he used to bring in. Uh, he was a photographer, but his specialty was, uh, what was it? I guess for the lack of a better term, BBW. Uh, okay. Full-figured women. Wait, if he was a photographer, his... why was he developing his own prints? I don't know. He tended to just print them out with us. So, and I know, and I know he was a photographer because one time he brought some of the models that he would work with huh. to, with him to drop off and develop. So he would bring his stuff, and like you could tell, it was kind of like a professional s, but not like completely a hundred percent professional because there's no watermark stuff, nothing's been retouched, things like that. Like sure. it's just raw rolls of film. So. There's kind of a nuanced thing that was kind of cool to it. He was actually a really nice guy. Um, we, oh God, what else do we have? So we, just to, before I get to the to the, the weird pedo story, um, we had a guy, and this is probably my favorite customer that ever showed up to Walgreens to develop pictures. Um, he showed up with four rolls of film, and he was like, "I need these in less than an hour. I need them as soon as possible." Like immediately like always a good start yeah so i'm like well the we, we since it's four rolls we would need an hour to develop and print he's like okay fine just just you know as soon as it's ready let me know i'll be back in an hour kind of thing like whatever so i'm like what is in these rolls of film that he is so like i need these right now this man would take pictures of prostitutes he would pick up and dress them up in outfits. Okay. Various outfits. Okay. And these were all women who were... Hmm. I'm trying to say this in a nice way, but they look like they've had a couple kids. Walmart customers. Yes. They had some wear and tear, I believe is the not-so-polite yes, phrase. Wear, yeah, wear, some wear and tear. But, like, he would dress them up in weird outfits. Like, he had a girl dressed up, like, as a... Santa elf for the holidays. He had one dressed up as the Easter bunny, which was really fucking weird. I don't know what his thing was, but like he had three entire rolls of film with nothing but pictures of different women he picked up and I'm assuming he picked up and dressed up in outfits and printed. Because he just seems super like antsy and shocked. So I'm like, this is not a guy who does this for a living. This yeah. is a guy who's trying to figure out what the fuck is going on with his rolls of film, right? Here's my favorite part about this. Uh In the middle of the fourth roll of film, it was hookers, 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 the first three shots. The the middle part of the album, because a roll of film, it takes 24 pictures. Yeah. So the middle part of the film was pictures of him, his wife, and his daughter having a picnic at the park. You got to burn that film. So it's hookers, hookers, hookers. Him pushing his daughter on the swing, pictures of the picnic, him and his wife with his kid, and then ended the same role with more pictures of hookers. Uh... <laughs> I was like, uh, I called all the employees over, like, you need to fucking see this. <laughs> like, we're not really supposed to do that, but there's no way in hell I'm missing out on showing off this roll of film where this guy's like got 
And, and, and I will tell you, all the women he had dressed up in outfits were not his wife because his wife did not show up in any of those weird-ass outfits. So, yeah, it was a thing, dude. Well, that's why he's taking pictures of the, of the women in weird-ass outfits. Yeah. So, finally, the dude comes to pick up the pictures very quickly, just in and out, paid, and just left. Never saw him again. But I'm like, man, that guy's got to lead an interesting life after this. I wonder what he's up to. Every <laughs> once in a while, I wonder and think, what, what outfits has he dressed up? What is in? he out there doing? Yeah. So is he was... still married? Yeah. Um, I guess I guess I'll get to the story. So, since you asked about the procedure, so as a photo tech, we actually have a little leeway in choosing what we get to print. Sure. So, the the the, the rule is if there's penetration in the pictures or if it's like flat out illegal we should definitely say something um but if it's like nude like like a boudoir shoot or just people in general like if they're naked technically we can print them no problem there's not a big deal we most photo text will print just about everything there is a very hard stance on child pornography as there as should it be should be absolutely so Again, taking that hard line in the sand. That <laughs> yes, very hard. We we've put up a wall on that line just to show how hard this stance is. But um, yeah. So the dude brought roll film, and it was a lot of fuzzy, weird shots. But there were some shots that looked very questionable. There there was a girl in some of these that were very questionable age, and it looked like very either naked or lewd activity looking stuff. It was really fucking awkward. And so I, it was the one time I ever had to tell my boss, hey, dude, I don't feel comfortable printing this shit. Like, this is bad. And so he's like, okay, so here's the official rules. You now have to print two copies of everything. Like, wait, so I went from not wanting to print this at all to have to print two, ver- two copies? He's like, yes. Uh, you have to print, down, print out his copy and then one copy for the company to keep because they're going to submit it to the police to follow up and do a report. Now, my job as a photo tech is, of course, to uh, try to scrape as much information as possible from the person who's coming to pick up the pictures. Sure. So, like, because when you, when you drop off your roll of film, it's like, hey, uh, you know, what's your name and number kind of thing, right? That's the, the minimum we need in order for you to drop off pictures. Yeah. So, we, we tend to, like, well, do you have an email? We can send you coupons. Like, they have to do, go through that whole spiel kind of thing. Like, well, we can give you a discount if we get, like, an address or something. Like, that whole thing. So we're basically supposed to pretend we have absolutely no fucking idea what's in the pictures. Um, and then sell it to them. So it was probably one of the more awkward exchanges I've had working uh, at Walgreens when it came to the photo lab. We've had other stuff, like people who were trying to steal, uh, the phantom pooper in the aisles. That's more tame. <laughs> that's just retail yeah. at that point it's just yeah i've lived some of those retail stores we had a guy who tried to steal a garden hose in his pants and we caught him and then <laughs> so i'll tell you this i'll just tell you all my wonderful retail stories i guess um so we had a guy who was trying to just put a bunch of stuff in his pants to try to steal and shoplift uh we had called the police and all that stuff so that stuff's going on and uh, we let security know. So he's walking around. He's yelling at people who are following him. Finally makes a break for the door and gets tackled by security. And just hits the fucking ground. Like, 
boom. So we take him to the photo lab. Yeah, obviously, and so we have him sitting on a stool there until the police arrive. And my boss is like, hey, take a picture of him so if we ever see him in the store again, we know that he's a bad guy. So I'm this timid kid walking up to this dude who's handcuffed by security on our desk, all sh- disheveled because he just got dropped to the ground. Now, then I'm like, do I tell him to say cheese when I take the picture? Like, I don't know what to do in this situation. <laughs> so I just proceed to take the picture, and then he makes a run for the door in handcuffs to try to to try to escape. And he happens to get to the door when the cops were coming in and then gets tackled to the ground again. So another fun little tidbit story of, of stuff I've gone through. Um, did I ever tell you the McDonald's? I know I touched on the McDonald's stuff when I told you about the race war that broke out. There was your race war. There was like day. a shootout at the counter that you said you'd go yes! into later. Yes! I will tell you that story. So I used to work at my first job was a McDonald's, by the way. I don't know if I ever told you that part, but I, I worked McDonald's drive-thru for about a year's change. I was a manager. I started uh, I started going into like the McDonald's Academy stuff to become a higher-ranking manager, which, by the way, they have. There is a McBurger University is the official name of it. Do you get a McPloma at the end of it or something? Possibly. But what makes me trip out even more is they have rooms at McBurger University that are labs to recreate scenarios in the McDonald's, like they have replica labs of the kitchen, of the counter stuff. Like it's a real thing, and they take it very seriously. You have to complete McBurger University to own a franchise of McDonald's. At least that's what I was told. Okay. So, just to kind of just kind of give you a little bit of backstory on where where I've worked. So, um, we had a it happened to be office day. So, uh. I was in math class. I was over at Santa Monica College doing my math thing. And I come on my way back home. I'm stopping by McDonald's where I work at to A, grab something to eat for cheap because I get a discount. And B. What does an employee discount McDonald's look like? Are you paying uh, like fucking pocket change for a Big Mac at that point? No, it's just a couple like cents cheaper. Okay. That's all. But like, I mean, well, if you work, you get a free lunch. Huh. Yeah, we get your lunches are covered uh, by McDonald's if you work there. So, for your lunch break, you can get you can pick from specific stuff. You can't pick the gourmet shit. You have to like, well, you can order a two cheeseburger combo. You can order this combo. Like, that's it. And you can't supersize it without having to pay for it, kind of thing. So, that was back when supersize was a thing. Um. So we had a we had a guy who was arguing with another guy in the lobby of McDonald's. They were telling me because I came. I came to work and there was crime tape up the. Like, there was cardboard over the the glass doors. So I'm like, "What the fuck happened here?" And uh, as it turns out, they were telling me that these two guys came in. They had an altercation and they argued. One guy left and said, "Meet me in the parking lot," and the other guy was like, "All right, well, let's fucking do this eventually." And then after like a minute or so, he walked out. The guy who was already outside proceeded to pull a gun out and began shooting at him. So this whole thing happened. That dude ran back into the McDonald's. The other guy with the gun continued to shoot into the McDonald's, chased him into the store. The guy who was being shot at hopped the counter towards the kitchen, which, by the way, he was already hit. So he was bleeding all over Good the counter God. space. Not just 
the counter space in the front, the counter space where you prep the meals. So... Fuck. <laughs> so eventually the dude chases him in, I guess, and then shoots him one more time and then runs because he realizes he just ran into a McDonald's with all the cameras and proceeded to shoot at a guy and basically provide evidence that he is, in fact, assaulting this man with a gun. Despite all the eyewitnesses, there's actual tape. So he runs in his car and takes off. This dude proceeds to start to bleed out on the kitchen floor of McDonald's. So police arrive. There's a whole thing that, uh, that happens. They do their investigation. And obviously they were closed for the rest of the day. By the way, people still kept coming by the drive-thru, seeing all the crime tip and stuff. It's like, hey, you guys still open? Which is very much a thing. People are dense when it comes to that shit. I know there's uh, an active shooting going on right now, but can I get some fries? Well, it was the same thing with the freaking no, race know, war that yeah. broke out in the parking lot. But yeah, so uh, uh, it's, it was the whole thing. So finally, all the investigation stuff is done. And from what my coworkers told me, management was like, okay, guys, let's start cleaning up. It's like, wait, this is blood. This is a biohazard. Like, yeah, well, it's got to get done. And the thing is, and I hate to say it because it's so messed up, but a lot of these people are afraid of kind of taking on management because of possible legality status, yep. that is, or other things like that. Oh, they got to so, buy the balls, for lack of a better phrase, yeah. Yes. So kitchen staff and the employees proceeded to clean up blood off the counters. At McDonald's. It's a party. Yep. Oh, it gets better. The next day, fully operational, running for the day. Like it good. never happened. But here's the kicker. So we're like working, we're doing our thing. The store owner walks in sometime around noon and then proceeds to call all the managers into the office and says, so how long have we been open this morning? Like, well, we opened at our normal time. Four o'clock, we got here, we did our thing. And he's like, how come it's four o'clock and nobody managed to catch the blood stain that's on the wall right next to the fries? <laughs> uh... So we're like, oh shit! We thought that was ketchup. <laughs> yeah, like we figured somebody just got spilled some ketchup. <laughs> no, that's that was blood, and so we had to discreetly clean that part off the wall right next to the fry machine, which had been sitting there since the morning. Mm. So, if you go to a McDonald's in the hood, just a heads up. I won't tell you which one. Don't eat there. <laughs> Don't. Uh, but yeah, so those are just some of my adventures with uh, work stuff, I guess. I'm sharing a little bit more about the, the, the most interesting stuff, because I've heard some fun, interesting Charlie stories, so I figured I'd share some of mine. Time to catch up. <laughs> but yeah, um, let's see. Those, that's just job stuff. What other stuff? Um, I don't know. Have you ever? Uh, if there's anything that's kind of been a burning question you've wanted to ask me, nah. now's the time. <laughs> no, nah, I don't have much. I I figure things will come out as time. I feel it was. I felt it was just a time for a a hard reset, if you will, on the Alex persona. Yeah. So I am very cheerful and happy and a fun guy, but man, have I seen some shit growing up in the hood? Actually, it's, it's the great. What's great is I get to experience this like new realization of the area because my girlfriend who lives with me now grew up in orange county so and she grew up in huntington beach which is kind of a nice area over there i guess um so her is 
her reactions to being surprised that she's seen somebody just start sparking up a crack pipe on the way home just shocked her. And I'm like, well, it's 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 a week in the hood. I can't remember if it's made a podcast or not, actually, but so I I went back to the neighborhood I used to live in prior to me buying a house and moving, and like I, I was fucking angry I was there again by the time I left because well, where I live now, the heroin ad- the people that look at the heroin addicts are actually heroin addicts. They didn't, they're not going for that heroin chic look, and I kind of dig that out here. <laughs> like, no, our, our crackies are real crackies and not people that are trying to live some transcendental whatever lifestyle. Mm. Yeah, no, it's kind of a thing. So, but yeah, her exposure to that whole thing has been kind of fun. So, but the, yeah. gosh, what else? I think that I don't know if I have any other like, you know the thing is I'll remember these stories as time goes that's on that's kind of how it goes yeah it's just right now I, I, those are the ones I definitely wanted to share with you because we started talking about like some work stuff and I know we transitioned to the McDonald's shooting stuff uh, and of course that leaded to the drive-by incident that I survived and all that other stuff so um hmm you know what I'll sh- uh, you got no, one more I can't share I, I want to say it, but it, I don't know. Hmm. Okay. I will share this one, but I'm not 100% sure if it actually still applies or not. But I might have kind of accidentally been an accessory to a shooting. Go on. So uh, a friend of mine asked me a favor if I could drive him to a particular neighborhood uh and pick up his friend on the way and i said yeah sure no problem so he gives me gas money and i'm like well this is how far is he? he's like well it's a good drive away it's like 30 40 minutes i'm like ah all right fine so he's giving me gas money i figured why not and he's giving me like extra gas money on top of just the the drive so i pick him up and he's like he picks up his friend at some other location and then they proceed me to drop them off in some neighborhood area that i'm not 100 sure about so i'm like all right you need me to come back and pick you up? He's like, nah, I'll make it home just fine. Uh, later in the news, I hear a story about a shooting not too far from where I dropped them off at. So I don't know if they're connected, but I may have accidentally either been an accessory to that or somehow contributed to that. And I am terrified at the idea that that's, that's possible. Because I had no idea. He's just like, I need a ride. I'm like, okay. So Yeah. <laughs> I'm actually looking up Statue of Limitations on a similar story I have. Oh, jeez. Yeah, this is this is over a long time ago. Yeah, mine was definitely ten years ago now, too. I I I was accidentally involved in a drug deal. I I was <laughs> I was sitting in a car where I, me and my friend were gonna go watch a movie. He said I hey, I gotta go make a stop, and he made that stop, and like I'm I'm sitting in the car. This is back when I was like 17, 18, when I looked like a meth head. Because I worked out constantly because I lived a bad life at that point in my life. <laughs> Where running from the cops was a desirable like skill trait. But still, like, I'm sitting in the car, it's like I full meta-headed out. He goes like, do not make my associate come in here, I guess. And I only found out about this a couple years later when I'm at a party and this guy goes, oh shit, you know like Dan. And I'm like, yeah, I know. Danny goes like, you were in the car that one time. And I'm like, I'm in the car a lot with Dan. What the fuck are you talking about? He's like, you're his muscle. I'm like, no, no, I am not. <laughs> the fuck are you talking about? Wow. Yeah. <laughs> Holy shit. 
yeah, those accidents are like, well, I just kind of land in the situation like you hear about in the movies. Those are real fucking yeah. things. So, well, mine is definitely over 10 years ago. So I'm, uh, I think it's safe to say I'm not 100% sure because I don't know if there was even an investigation on that, but I, I think I'm okay now. Yeah, I I didn't know at the time, and if I get arrested for that one, sorry about that. Yeah. So, uh, episode 102 will be done from uh, the local jail, yeah. is what it sounds like. San Quentin. <laughs> San Quentin, yeah. But, um, yeah, I think I think that's kind of just a few of the stories that I wanted to share, uh, since it kind of just came up. I don't think I have anything else in particular, unless there's... I will open it up to this. If there's any viewer mail, like, well... I guess I can say it when we... I'm not going to do viewer mail. It's like deeper, like, probing of us, I guess. Like, <laughs> I like these weird stories to be kind of a, a natural... What's the right word for it? Um, Organic? Yes, they, they they need to happen organically. They're not forced. Okay. Well, that'll work. But yeah, um... I don't think I have any other particular. I, 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 kids will be kids. Yeah. So... I, Probably the best stories about me are not true. Like, there was a chunk of time in college where I'd go to parties and I was infamous. <laughs> That's and, always a good And, start. like, people would tell stories about me that I'm like, oh, yeah, that did happen. That didn't happen. <laughs> How would you know? I'm Charlie. You're Charlie? Yeah. I thought you'd be taller. I thought I would be, too. <laughs> I thought you'd be taller. Well... Yeah, there's a solid two and a half year time period where I would go to parties and like people would have stories about like me that like about seventy percent of them were true, but the ones that weren't, I'm like, man, I wish I did that. That sounds awesome. Hmm. Yeah. How about does it for that? I think. Are you ready for listener mail? Yeah, I think we've, we've have we we've reached the point. Time. All right. I think so. So with Wicked Awesome Cast, enjoy getting listener mail. If you wish to contact us, you can contact us at wickedawesomecast at gmail.com. Again, that's wickedawesomecast at gmail.com. Down in the show notes, et cetera, et cetera. Um, I'm going to fix the website soon, so there's actually just a link to that there once I figure out how to do that on our site. So that'll make it easier if you're trying to find our email. But yeah, our first email comes, all our emails this week come in from Anonymous. Uh, I'm not going to rat your emails out. So our first one up starts off with... Now that Jeff is gone, do you remain in Wicked Awesome Cast? Now that Jeff is gone, does that does Alex have to become that? Does Alex have to get really into metal and hockey? Charlie seems somewhat incapable of change, so I assume he has um he, uh, he will focus. Ah, sorry, I'm butchering it this week. Sorry, Charlie seems to some to be so, Charlie seems somewhat incapable of change, so I'm assuming he will force his hobbies upon Alex, and he. Has so he has uh, sorry ugh, wow so he has someone to talk to about these things on the podcast. Sorry, your email came in weird. I hope I got the gist across. Um, <laughs> Alex wants to go to a hockey game. I do actually. Yes, a uh, Alex went to Guar of his own accord. Yep, and I had a blast. I, so we're one and one on the stuff Charlie invited me to do that I really enjoyed. So I'm gonna go for the two first. Yeah, I no, no need to force him to do anything. I like the, the focus of the podcast is technically video games, despite how much we kind of spin off topic. Like I, I, I feel no need to replace Jeff, and 
I don't care that Alex listens to shitty music and doesn't understand the greatest sport of all time. <laughs> Thank you. You're welcome. Yeah, no, I, I've always wanted to go to a hockey game, and, and one of my old roommates was actually a, uh, he's Canadian, so he's a big hockey guy. So, uh, yeah, it's just a natural progression that I'm going to go ahead and head out to a hockey game at some point. Sooner than later, but I think the Stanley Cup playoffs are coming up real soon anyway. You will not get those tickets. They are very expensive, no. and they are underway oh, already. Yeah, no, I know that. Yeah, I'm not getting those. But, uh, yeah, I will definitely check it out during the early season. I guess I'll go to a Kings game or something. Yeah. Because so, they're the closest team to me. Yes, maybe you'll come on me and Jen's hate date some near. <laughs> that would be fun. Have I explained this concept to you? You absolutely have, yes. yes. It's time. Yeah, it's usually what Bruins and the Kings, right? Uh, it's it's one of the two times a year the during regulation season the Bruins play the Kings. It's the game in L.A. They play one back east in Boston. They play one game out here in L.A. So it's a sacred holiday as far as me and my girlfriend are concerned. Mm. Well, I definitely would be interested in going. Yeah. So put me in as a yes. Yep. Moving on from that, we got predictions for you three. Hey, Wicked Duo cast, E3 rumors have begun to circulate, and I was wondering if you guys had any early thoughts on this, sorry, thoughts on this, okay, wow, Um, <laughs> sorry about that, this is not me this time, thoughts on this you wanted to see, thoughts on what you wanted to see at E3 this year, that's what I'm guessing he meant, I myself am incredibly curious about what the next Ubisoft game is going to be, especially since while I think Charlie was a little hard on Far Cry 5, He's ultimately not wrong about how it does seem like each game gets worse with every iteration. Mm. Um, I want to see The Division 2. Yeah, that'd I, be fun to see. I feel like they kind of have... They should show something this year. Um, well, aren't they... Aren't, oh, no, that's EA. I was thinking Anthem, but that's EA. I, yeah, I... I'm going to ask me just Ubisoft. I, I, you have to show Anthem this year. It comes out next year. Yeah, exactly. You have to show a lot of Anthem this year. Or I start being very concerned about that game. Um, You're going to see more of, uh, what's it called? Um, uh, That uh, Naughty Dog game. Um, not Uncharted, the other one. I don't remember. Oh, uh, fuck, I'm forgetting it. Uh, Not Days Gone, that's the other motorcycle. That's the motorcycle one that people keep confusing it for. Uh... Fuck, how did I forget this? I have issue with that game. And Last of Us. Last of Us. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're, you're going to definitely see more of that, I'm willing to bet. Um, uh, I think we're going to see a lot more stuff involving Red Dead Redemption, possibly. I, it's coming out soon. I don't know. Rockstar doesn't need to have their games at E3. Well, yeah, but it'd be nice to see something. I, it'd be nice. I think Rockstar thinks they don't need to be there, so they won't be. Um. Mm. I kind of want it that way. I There's been some Doom 2 rumors going around. I suspect we'll see something on that. Uh, we're definitely going to see a new Jackson Daxter, guys. It's coming back! I don't know. Don't be stupid. <laughs> um, um, the, the Spyro re-release thing got confirmed, so maybe they'll show some of that. I don't know. Um... I think if you're Nintendo, you want to show Bayonetta 3. And maybe no more heroes because you have people like me that own Switches but aren't buying lots of Switch games. Um, 
maybe new new Smash stuff, possibly like early on. Yeah, I, reveal. I think like you start. I think you need to show a trailer for that, an actual trailer. Like, yeah, like maybe even a first cast, like first character reveal. Yeah, I, they're they're probably due for it. I hate how they do character reveals. I kind of like it, to be honest with you. I kind of enjoy it. If they give me the bulk of the roster and then like some other, then like the unexpected ones, maybe confirm who's coming back from previous games, then start teasing it. Because it's like, oh, we're teasing, we're, we've announced four characters. We know there's more. Will there be? Yes, there will be. I kind of like how they did it for Dragon Ball Fighter Z. I didn't follow that one closely enough. They, they were releasing like character trailers as the game was getting closer and closer. Oh, to sure. They did it. But the full but roster like, of that game was known for a while, though, too. Yeah, but then they did, like, character, where they showed off a little bit of the character abilities and stuff like that. And then now that the new ones, like, they give you both. They give you the roster knowing what you're going to expect, and then they give you, like, the, the character trailer where they show off that character. Yeah. So that'd be kind of nice, but I know they won't do that because it's Nintendo, and they're pretty much, hey, fuck you, people will buy this game anyway, we can do it however we want. Yeah. Um. So I suspect to see more... Uh, I definitely want to see, definitely going to see some Smash stuff. We're definitely going to see Anthem. Uh, I think there's a stuff. I think there's a chance you see more Horizon actually. Horizon Zero Dawn. Uh yeah, because that, that's been maybe it's too soon. I could see an announcement for a sequel to that. I guess. I would say maybe even announce it for a new DLC. I think they're done. I think they said with that DLC they're done with really? that with oh. that game. Huh. Um. Halo 6? That's, Halo 6, really? That's gotta be happening. I'm just guessing at this point. Predictions. I Halo 5 was, what, two years ago now? Hmm. Okay. Well, they're about two, but I guess they could take advantage of the new Xbox One. I think Microsoft has to do something, because they have nothing coming out. Like, Sea of Thieves is out, and to mixed reviews, Crackdown is rapidly slipping from people's memories. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I... It feels like something they'd have. It feels like it might be time to kind of invoke the Master Chief again to justify owning an Xbox. Um, I don't know. I, a lot of the games I care about come out like this year, so hmm. yeah. Uh, I don't know much else that I think I'll be expecting to come out right now. Yeah, I maybe with the success of the Burnout Paradise re-release, you get an announcement of a new Burnout, but don't know. You won't see Need for Speed this year, I bet, because they're now in two-year cycles for that, and the last one was bad. I don't know. Yeah, You know what we will see? A bunch of public... Well, a bunch of the public who's going there acting really shitty, claiming about their Twitter followers and bullshit. I bet we'll see some more of that. I suspect we'll see that again this year, yeah. Uh... That being said, are we going to be at E3 this we year? We will at least definitely do the um, talking over the various press conferences like we did last year. We're going to try and do them live this year, depending on what my and your and other people interested work schedules are. But mm-hmm. uh, I, don't, I do, we will not be at E3 this year, though. Huh. At least I won't be. Yeah, I may or may not be there. I haven't decided yet. Uh, I may go there volunteering with Extra Life like I did last year. Yeah. And maybe just work one or two of the days and then enjoy the rest of the con, but we'll see. Yeah. No. So our last email comes in. Uh, Dear Wicked Awesome Cast, 
I'm assuming at least half of the crew is incredibly excited for God of War's upcoming release. Yes, yes, at least half of the crew is incredibly excited for that. Uh, I'm pretty stoked, but probably not at the level that Charlie is, because I haven't really played that many God of Wars. Oh, fucking God, it looks so fucking good. It's got <laughs> Vikings and Kratos. I am in. Stop. His penis can only get so erect. I Only so hard, it can keep getting erect. Oh, okay. <laughs> and I was wondering, I'm sorry to continue, that horrible aside, and I was wondering how you felt about the media coverage leading up to its release. I felt like there was nothing, and then the last month it sudden, or two, suddenly, there's a ton of stuff out there about the game. Okay, mostly I want to know how you feel about the sudden flood of influencer, quotation marks, content from what looks like incredibly nice events, complete with gift bags of some kind. Uh, so I agree with you, there was nothing on God of War, and now there's fucking everything on God of War. Mm-hmm. Like, my YouTube is fucking clogged with that, which is nuts. Um, I think we talk, I think I talked about this last year, actually, during the E3 press conference, where you had, like, in the E3, in the EA stuff, you had people talking about how, like, oh, they flew us out to wherever that game was being developed, and we, like, had time there in their office, and they put us up in hotels and shit like that. Like, yeah, it seems really good. I... I think anytime you fly someone somewhere to go look at a video game and they're not part of the press, they're gonna say good things. So I'm always suspect of that. Like, I'm not gonna call swag a bribe, but it kind of is. Yeah, it's just it's a gift. Yeah, I. Hopefully you'll be nice. The reviews so far have been stupid favorable, and unlike, uh,. World of Warcraft, this comes out on a Friday, so I'm super stoked about that. Yeah, putting games out when people can actually play them. Go you, Sony. Thank you, Sony. Pioneer! Yeah. I will buy your game. I I don't typically get into it, but I've actually really enjoyed some of the DevDoc stuff. The um, one that the Sony Underground YouTube channel has been doing or something, where they've been like, it's weird because God of War is such a known thing, and this does seem like such a different thing in some weird ways. Because, well, it's not about Greeks anymore; it's about Vikings, Norse gods, and you've got an axe and lots of other stuff. Like it's, it's kind of fun that like the team behind it seems to have a good sense of humor about like, yeah, it's fucking Dad of War. We're aware of this fact. Like we're gonna steer hard into that joke in our interviews. Mm. Yeah, no, I, it is weird, though, that, that there's, like, nothing, 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 all of the things. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It sucks that game comes out on Labo Day, but we shall see. It yeah. looks good. It does. I showed uh, I showed my girlfriend the trailers, and she's pretty hyped about it, too. So she'll probably download it at some point while she waits for uh, Red Dead Redemption. Yeah. Have you seriously not played God of War games? No. We should maybe change that. Those are good games. Sort of. Kind of. They're the angriest games ever. <laughs> I think the only time I've actually played uh, God of War or played Ask Kratos was in that weird Sony Smash Brothers clone thing. Oh, yeah, it's bad. PlayStation All-Stars? Yeah. He was pretty legit in that game, though. I, he was in Soul Calibur, too. What? Oh, he was in Soul Calibur. right. Yeah. Yeah, I never played as him in Soul Calibur, but he was a fucking beast in the uh, PlayStation All-Stars. Yeah. Oh, Kratos is a beast. Uh, get nothing wrong. Kratos is nothing if not a beast. Yeah, no, I've, I've heard the stuff. 
Like you've 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 talked to me about him in the past. So. Yep. But yeah. Yeah, I'm I'm still sad. Tekken Seven and God of War didn't come out in the same year. <laughs> Dads of the fucking year fight. Yep. Mm. You know what'd be really great with Tekken getting all these weird characters from different games to show up. How would you feel about Kratos showing up in the Tekken universe? I'd be down with that. I. It's not going to happen because that's a cross-platform game now. Uh, uh, mm, I guess. I'd be down to see that. Yeah, because then you can just have uh, the CPU have the battle of the dads. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I. Kratos belongs in Soul Calibur games, not Tekken necessarily, but because weapons. Yeah. Well, what's it called from Final Fantasy XV uses the sword in the game. Yeah, I guess so does Yoshimitsu, technically, but... Yeah, it could work. What is a Tekken game? (laughs) It's a fighting game. Apparently. Yeah, so... Yeah. yeah. No, yeah, I'm super excited about God of War. I've been, like, watching dev docs and nothing about the game itself, where I'm like, I want to hear some guy talk about, like, the axe-throwing mechanic, but never show the axe-throwing mechanic. That sounds cool. Yeah. I like Viking stuff. I like God of War. I do. Yeah. I don't know. But yeah, thank you all who wrote in. Again, we can be reached at wickedawesomecast at gmail.com. Again, that's wickedawesomecast at gmail.com. But that means we're now at the end of the show. Yep, I think that is it. You got anything you want to pimp this week, Alex? Um. Well, first of all, I don't think we said where they can email us. I did, wickedawesomecast at gmail.com. Did I miss that? I must have missed it. I, I said it like four times. Um, oh, okay. Wow, I spaced out then. <laughs> <laughs> um, anything to pimp out? Well, I mean, I am streaming throughout the weeks here and there. The use. The use, yeah. You can find me, Mave Online, across the board. Do casual streaming stuff. I am ramping up to do my yearly 24-hour birthday stream, but it'll probably have to fall a few days after my actual birthday due to like certain events and things happening that week. So that's going to take a hit, but I'd like to announce it at least with a month's time so I can go ahead and actually do my birthday stream. Or at least it'll be birthday month stream or something, I guess. I don't know. Well, it's going to be coming up soon, so keep an eye out for that. All right. And other than that, no, I think that's pretty much it. Uh, I don't think I have anything else to pimp out, Charlie. No, that's about it. Uh, usual disclaimer, we will be back eventually. Um, we've moved on to stage two of my house, so... In theory, that means I'm going to start setting up the studio soon, so we'll be up, back up and running for that soon, hopefully. I started, yeah, buddy. I started pricing Cat6 cable the other day. Oh, nice. Yeah. That's yeah. Funny. Can you <laughs> do Cat6 cable yourself or no? Uh, yeah, if you buy a whole, like, spool of Oh, no, it. no, I meant, the, can you do, like, the ends, because I'm not great at those. Uh, yeah, I've done it before. Okay. I might be able to help you out with that. Shouldn't be too hard. I, you just have to remember the colors and then just crimp. Yeah. So, yeah, that's pretty much it. I've made some network cables around the, the house in the past and made them for work. So, yeah. They do its thing. I may be drafting you into said service. No worries. It comes with the uh, the tech life. So, <laughs> yeah, I think that's that's it. I don't think we have anything else. Just other than just stay tuned. We've got up and stuff up and coming, and it, it, it's going to be interesting. Uh, I think it's going to be a good year. And, of course, uh, 
Jeff, if you ever want to drop your lawsuit and, and let us do some oh, stop it with that. Please, please just talk to us, man. Like, we can work this out. Oh, I guess kind of not related to that directly, but reminding me. Um, I, uh, if some weird stuff happens with the RSS feed, sorry about that. We are in the process of changing over to a new hosting service. It shouldn't be a problem, but there might be some disruptions. If you look at the feed, you may notice it stops at episode 9. It will stop at episode 10 after this goes up because our previous host, Squarespace, only lets you have 100 items in an RSS feed, which we have surpassed by 10, apparently. Mm. So I'm working on that. If you need All the episodes are still up on the site. So if you need to go listen, go download it from there. Um, we're working on that to get it fixed. Uh, sorry about the inconvenience, but... Yeah. Some mm. fun back of house SWS news. <laughs> yeah. Unless you got anything else, Alex, I think it's time to cue the metal. <laughs>